0: I mean, we got a strong sweater game. I don't
1: know what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, for sure. We can. This is, golly. I didn't, I didn't know what undershirt to pick for this sweater. Classic white. White. I mean, Classic that's, what, that's what I went with. Yeah. That's what I went with. Classic white. I wanted to go with red.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't have a red I shirt.
0: Have, I don't have a red that matches this no, red. No, I don't have, I have a like red that matches reds.
1: me. I like Red would just make yeah. me look more pink than I already am. It's not yeah. good. Not good for me.
0: Bring out the shrimp undertones.
1: Oh, the shrimp undertones are <laughs> absolutely there. They would just be, I'd be straight up lobster. I would I would go into different crustacean those
0: Lobsters are redder than shrimps, aren't they? When they're when cooked, they're cooked, when they're anyway. Cooked. Yeah,
1: when they're not cooked, now you got there's... me thinking about it. Did you hear are that? Like, think? did you hear that? Like, uh, snow crabs are down like ninety percent this year, like oh, yeah. the population.
0: Yeah, got decimated. Not in good shape.
1: Oh my gosh!
0: Not in good shape.
1: Terrible. So much for
0: deadliest catch. I think they canceled the last like yeah. two seasons or something. Did you hear
1: Dirty Jobs is back?
0: Yeah. New season
1: last year. I I had no idea. I haven't seen it, though. Neither have I.
0: I just thought it was interesting. Mm, More power to them. Yeah. Are you ready to do this? Uh, Yes. We're recording? Yeah, we are. Yes. All right. Let's do it. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 72 of the Goulet Pencast, where fountain pens are still a thing. I am Brian Goulet. I'm Drew Brown. And we are here with some strong sweater game today. From Goulet Pens to deliver this casual and informal tangential and extraneous superfluous and extemporaneous fountain pen show where we talk about what's going on at the Goulet Pen Company and in our fountain pen lives. In today's show, we're going to talk about pens that we love more for the story than for the pen itself. Uh, which pen that we would change from plastic to metal if we could? I don't think I've ever been asked that. Uh, the first pen that we ever sold at Goulet Pens Little throwback in history there. Why Drew feels the way that he does about pilot converters. Uh, we're going to talk about the Drew Lay origin story when you and I first met, like pre Goulet pens on the, Quite. Play, on the playground back in the day. Uh, we're going to be spotlighting the Twisby Precision pen. Not anything new. We dug back in the archives on this one. And we're going to talk some nonsense stuff in our matching Santa Jaws sweaters. So, I apologize about the assault on the eyes for those of you video watchers this week. Um, or you're welcome. Or you're welcome, however you perceive it. Uh, we're going to be skipping the pencast next week, so this one is going to have to hold you over until after Christmas. So, uh, so we're punishing we your eyes it. so
1: that you don't miss us too much. That's
0: right, that's right. You'll, be, you'll need another another week to recover. So um, speaking of recovering, <laughs> let's talk about feedback we've gotten from past episodes.
1: Okay. All right. Um, most of our feedback was about some of the non-fountain pen things we discussed. It ten, so It uh, tends to
0: be some of the more outlandish things yeah, that we talk about.
1: Lisa says, I can't believe you made me look up the Rankin Bass holiday special to see if Donner was Rudolph's dad. Yes. Yes, he was. Okay. So he was the one that, Good you memory know, you will wear it and you will like it. Shannon and I quote that
0: way too much. You've probably seen it many more times than I have, I would guess. Like,
1: yeah, but it's usually an every year thing for us. But would, why we quote it, I don't know. Like, don't if know. we're going somewhere, I would just often say, ready, Santa? Uh, for no reason. It's not funny. It's not <laughs> clever. It's just, I just say it. And she does that thing. Like, yo, where you you like it? Anytime, like, you know, we are at the store without our son and, like, we see a hoodie that's on sale, but mm. it's only, like, a color that he doesn't like. And she'll be like, all right, what would Donner say? <laughs> So, like, wow. you're getting the on sale hoodie, buddy. There you go. <laughs> you'll wear it and you'll like it. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Jenny says, Let's sing it together, people. Oh, this is from your fun fact at the end of the last episode. Oh, boy. Let's sing it together, people. Feckless, the worthless reindeer, was irresponsible. <laughs> and if you ever saw him, you would say he's ineffectual.
0: Wow. I want
1: That's more catchy. of that, Jenny. I want more. I want a whole song. Feckless, the. <laughs> Feckless. So
0: the worthless reindeer. Yes. Oh my oh, god. So harsh. That's so <laughs> uh harsh.
1: There there were a couple there were a couple feckless comments that were quite funny. Somebody said that there should be a reindeer named Milk Toast as well. Like it mm-hmm. was there were some good ones. It was some good nice. Ones. Um <laughs> then Bravo 2014 says watching Drew try to wrangle Brian for the carbs question is my favorite thing ever. There's a moment like that in every episode. <laughs> yes, I believe there is, where you are asked to... You know, a what if question and I do my best in futility to <laughs> kind of steer you rain, to rein it in to to an answer. I like options. Yes. Um, and also we got a lot of suggestions, Brian, because we mentioned uh, there was a comment last week about what we should do for episode 100. Yeah. A lot of people echoed um, a suggestion to do a live episode.
0: A live episode, so a
1: live recording. So it is both live, and then we would publish it as well. I mean, we've talked about that
0: sort of in principle. Does that? What does that? What does that gain us?
1: um, That people could interact with us. What's the appeal? Yeah, we would. We would take live questions.
0: Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Y'all think we don't come up with the answers now? If we took them live and didn't have like any ability to prepare, (laughs) as far as there would be no deep dives. I can tell you that. As
1: far as um options that require less production and prep time that that's one of the more realistic ones for sure it
0: is i mean we've done a lot of live video in the past yeah it's fun for those who are live it's not nearly as fun in the recording afterwards because it's just so much more drawn out so i don't know i'm open to the idea i think we could do it if we had
1: if we had just instagram live on our phone and we just you know i kind of fed you questions from that and you know we just responded to them live but, but but recorded it just like we're doing now
0: I could be open to that.
1: Yeah. We would just like let people know when we're going to go live and, you know,
0: okay. I don't know. It's a possibility. We also record this normally at like two o'clock on Tuesday afternoons. All, we need, not all, a all we need. lot of time. All we need is five like questions. Super, yeah. Okay, that's true. Anyway. Yeah, all right. We will think about it. Yes. We got like eight months. months to think about it. Yeah. Okay. I got some feedback here from Beth. <clears throat> Beth says, I have extreme admiration for the two of you with how open and honest you are about your mental health. It's kind of hard to hide in this format, isn't it? <laughs> um, it? It has to be stressful to be there for all of us in the pen community, too, because you really are a sort of therapy for some of us. Oh, have mercy. Get actual therapy. We're not qualified. Um, uh, but anyway... I appreciate it. I'm being self-deprecating, but I do appreciate the comments here. Uh, Beth says, we all need help. The strongest people deserve to relax, too. God bless you guys. You've been a bright light in a few of my darker days as of late. Please take care. Well, I appreciate that, Beth. We are trying. If nothing else, we are an example of like, oh, if these guys can kind of stumble through life, maybe I'll be okay, too. Yeah, and this is, this is <laughs> a, you know, you've
1: been burning all the candles at both ends recently, and this is, he, yes. he's, he's, he and I are relaxing with you right now, same as you are with us at this moment. So yeah. it is it is this a... Is sort of a relaxing yes, experience. Yes, this, this is... In a weird way. We're going... By, <laughs> yeah, we're going... We're going by, <laughs> this is definitely one of the less stressful things we can do with our day, for sure. Sure. So yeah. we're right there with you. This is fun for us. Hopefully you enjoy it. But uh, yeah, we are very much right there with you and we understand. Mm-hmm.
0: And just like at the end of the last video, I'm not going to wait till the very end to comment on it this time. I can see the shark like the mouth and the the hat reflecting in the oh, lens yeah, nice so like every time i'm looking at the camera lens i just see the shark like mouth that's with, this, with the santa hat i was that's like good. how can i not like feel good about that's delightful that? yeah last time it was your moose that was on your sweater. It was like right in the lens, reflecting the whole time. Anyway, fun fun little behind the scenes. Yes. Okay, um, Atropos the Fate says, thank you for sharing the gravy boat picture. I did remember to include it. I saw it. that and I was glad. Yeah? I
1: was emotionally, yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, I fulfilled that promise. Um, Atropos says, I, like Drew, became invested in this endeavor. Y'all are more invested in this than I am, really. Um, boat <laughs> Boat is Viking shape, but boat is Viking ship esque. But the bling level seems to be lacking after listening to Drew's expectation. Well, agreed. You said it like the Indiana Jones cup. All right, what gravy boat even looks like that? Multi generational gravy recipe? Yes or no? Yeah, it needs to have fifth generation at this point.
1: It needs to have bling. This thing needs to look like you like a fifth generation gravy boat. So you need to get out there, you need to bedazzle this thing, you need to bury it in the earth for a couple months, pull it back out, you know, weather it accordingly, Uh, so that it looks like a fifth generation gravy boat. Okay. I will take that into consideration. A legendary that light shines down (laughs) upon it whenever you pull it out from the cupboard every Thanksgiving,
0: and plays a song like the sword in the stone. I mean, you realize, Rachel and I have been married for 16 years now, and we... Just got a gravy boat, at all.
1: So you got some catching up to do. So as far as put- I feel
0: like, you know, adjusted for the curve here, this is pretty blinking. At least you,
1: at least you have a boat. Yes, we're we're we all, do. we're happy that you have a
0: boat. And currently, it's sitting on our kitchen counter because I don't know where to put it because it's <laughs> one of these weird things, and I'm like, well, I'm never gonna use this except oh, yeah. for like the holidays. Like, am I gonna go put this in like my my guest closet oh, because yeah. like I don't need this in the kitchen? Don't you have
1: one of those like kitchen cabinets that like has an opening, but then of course you can also put stuff like into the side of it that oh, yeah, we've got stuff like that's that. That's where it needs to go.
0: Yeah, that's already filled with other stuff. Oh no. So I think I need to like pull pull out some things and reorganize. Yeah. That's that's where
1: my annex is. Yeah. I've got that's where like the teapot is. Oh like. yep,
0: we got a teapot in there. Yep. Yeah. Yep, we got <laughs> exactly. one of those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. All the coffee mugs that kind of just get like get shoved to the back, mm. they kind of work their way back there and don't get priority. Yep, some old, you know, whatever. Please let us Lones. know
1: if you have a place in your domicile where there's an accessible cabinet door, and then off to the side that does not have an accessible cabinet door. What do you have in? Yeah, it's there? like a corner cabinet. I really want to know
0: a corner cabinet that doesn't have like a roundabout thing. Yeah, easy to get to Tell stuff. us what's in there. We all kinds of. I don't even know what's showing. And back if you don't there, know, go look and then tell us. I'm really excited about uh, this. I wouldn't be surprised if we have some things in there that I haven't seen in a decade. Because we probably have stuff there when we first moved in and it's got shoved back there and I've just never never pulled it back. Sounds up. like
1: you need to remove something and then add a gravy boat.
0: Because I got nothing going on. That's definitely the most important I'll thing. I'll text you a
1: reminder at like two A.M.
0: Yeah, do that. I'll block <laughs> your number.
1: <laughs> right. You might be up, probably working. I probably would be.
0: Uh Caitlin says, Brian, if you ever came near Southern California, King's Hawaiian has a whole restaurant and bakery. Mm. I looked it up. Did you? I looked it up. It's uh, just outside of LA. So I don't know the next time when I'm going to be near there. But I got to say, the restaurant looks pretty dang good. I mean, I wouldn't like go to a city just to go to a restaurant. But if I was like... Yoffa's ya- ya- in, in LA, right? They're, well, I mean, LA is... It's like saying D.C., like it could be it could be like a two hour difference of driving across the city. Yeah. So I don't know when the next time I'll be there, but now I know that it exists and I will take that into consideration. There you go. So thank you, Caitlin. Um, In the meantime, I'll just buy the bread from my local grocery store and eat it toasted, cut an inch thick with butter because that's the best. Um, And then I have my own feedback here because I knew that this would happen. As I was trying to think of one of last week's questions, the whole thing about which pen would you come up with after one of your favorite movies or shows, whatever you did, Princess Bride. I had just one of the least effective answers that I've had in a long time in this pen cast. Um, And then I thought of something shortly after. I was like, "Oh, I totally forgot about one of my favorite movies, Um, Inside Out, the Pixar movie. I Mm. am a big fan of that movie. Makes me cry twice." Twice every time I watch that movie. That the freaking Bing Bong. I sob. Bing like, Bong why, why, why? Mm. is one. I don't even like Bing Bong. I think it's annoying. Yeah. But I cry. Absolutely. Sacrifice. sacrifices Absolutely. himself. Absolutely. Oops, sorry. Spoiler alert. But And then I also cry towards the end when the dad embraces his daughter. Oh, yeah. And then they have the mood that changes oh, the color yeah. combines. And I'm mm. like, oh. Oh, yeah. That movie. Mm. Especially because my daughter is now turning 11. Mm. And she is like full on like up in that space every where the human girl being on the
1: planet should watch inside out it's so
0: good so
1: good everybody
0: uh anyway i love that movie and i thought it would be so cool to have a pen that reflected like the way that the memories look with like the marble with the colors mm. or something i don't know exactly how it would manifest um but i had a thought of like you know how you have those mood rings that mm-hmm. can like change color with like when you touch it i think it's yeah. just like heat activated yeah. it's not actually mood And having a pen that like has <clears throat> you know that whatever that is into it so you'd like touch it and we'd like change colors and stuff that, could that be cool. could like reflect the like mixture of moods that we sometimes all feel that could be cool i've never seen that in like the fountain pen world there's like etsy pens that people have made that have that they have no idea what quality they are probably not great but mm. having like a legit pen that has that mood changing feature would or be you can just cool. change
1: it manually just so people know how you're feeling like uh-oh I just asked I that person right? if they wanted to, you know, uh, buy some of my kids' Girl Scout cookies, and they just changed it to green, which means they're disgusted with me. So I'm just gonna take That's my right. leave. That's right. <laughs> it it's like happen. nice passive aggressive emotional communication
0: there. You would need more than three pens though, if you're gonna do that, Drew. So I'm no, gonna no, break no, be one system. pen that you can. Like, oh, you change the color yeah. of the pen, like the Rocky oh, Shorts pen. Oh, okay. All right, fair enough. Well, these are all great ideas. Um, but anyway, so that's all we got for feedback for this week. Um, let's talk a little bit about some new stuff. Just a little bit. All right, new stuff. We talked about a lot. We're we're starting to enter in that time. where are like... Late n- December. Not as much yeah. new stuff is going to come out. Just kind of the things that have maybe gotten delayed that were supposed to be here for the holidays, yes. and it's like, oh, they're still eking it in. Um, so the only thing really I have to talk about is a anniversary, 125th anniversary edition, Conklin Nozak. So this is um, a departure from most of the Conklin pens. It's a higher end pen. Much um, higher. Closer to that thousand dollar price range, which is like, what Conklin? Um, all metal pen. It's got some interesting design um, elements to it, some interesting um, filling mechanism too. Yeah. The piston, I forget exactly what they're calling that piston, but it's the. It's like a one turn piston. Yeah. So literally it's like you, you twist it once, and the whole thing can fill. So it's like a super fast filling mechanism. It looks it looks very interesting. Yeah. And it's got a word gauge on it too. It's got these like Roman numerals on the side of it. And I was like, what the heck does that mean? It's basically like supposed to be every like thousand words that you can write or something like that, um, which I guess you can write like 7,000 words or something. But that sounds like a lot. I, don't, I haven't like tested it. And I, I also mean, it's, like, a, it's an what internal about the piston. Paper so paper and the nib size and the type of ink and all that. So I mean, there's no way to... Not no, one, no one's going to
1: test that anytime soon.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's it's... It's a novelty, yeah. right? Um, all metal pen, mag- magnetic cap. Um, it's got a you know clip that maybe looks like a clip that comes from another pen brand. I'm really? failing to recall maybe which brand it is, mm. but it seems to be somewhat similar. Um, no, but basically, like a, I guess apparently, Conclad had you know the crescent. They've got a big history with kind of crescent things like that. So that's purportedly the um, the inspiration for mm. that. So I oh, don't. It's got some interesting things. I'm very curious to hear like what people's feedback is regarding uh, this pen. Gold nib, uh, of course, given that price. So, um, Yovo made gold nib. So, I don't know. Interesting. So, I think... Very you know, interesting. I think, you know, it's definitely worthy of doing something like extra special for such a remarkable anniversary. Um, so, I'm very curious to hear what people's people's opinions are of on this one. So, that's what I got this week, Drew. Yeah. And you got something pretty remarkable as well uh, yeah it's it's
1: a uh yeah so uh, conklin and monteverde this week the uh, monteverde super mega which is a spiritual successor to the mega it's basically the mega pen which is a big chonker of a pen mm-hmm. with a better clip the old clip was like a little stubby you know semi-useless oh, yeah, thing old clip was um not, so this one's good. got a normal clip and that that's really what makes it Super um is a functional clip. Uh, this one is an all abalone. Abalone. Abalone pen. Abalone. Uh abalone. The first one we had, the super mega, was an all carbon fiber pen. Right. So just a ton of carbon fiber. Yeah. We also so, had
0: it when they did the first step, the commemorative. That was the mega,
1: one. not the super mega.
0: Oh.
1: That was the only time we've actually sold okay. them the regular mega. It's the only difference with the little the,
0: clip. is a super mega just mean that it's like the design is on both the cap and the barrel. Sort of like you have Invincia and Invincia Deluxe. I think That's so. Sort of I think so. And the clip is different. The clip is different. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So
1: this was just okay. going to be just, it's just a very large canvas for a lot of abalone. If that is your jam, then this pen has it. You can't, it get, has much, a lot can't of it.
0: get much more abalone than this. No, because
1: it's a, it's a big pen. Yeah. So a big pen, a lot of room for abalone.
0: And reasonably affordable for a pen with this much abalone. Yeah. But normally it's really, really And expensive.
1: it's arranged nicely. It's, it's nice. It it's segmented. segmented, um, you know, space nicely not a ton of weird yeah they're trying to make it or like or continuous
0: because it's like a shell that mm-hmm. you know is not the shape of a pen no. you know so they have to like cut it into pieces and you know put it on there it's not easy to do but they make it happen yep
1: so steel monteverde nib nothing crazy with the nib there but mm-hmm. uh more or less just a big honking canvas for something pretty so check there that out
0: that's right don't leave it outside with your crows because they'll probably take it they like shiny things they like shiny things yeah. yeah they'll like take coins and stuff like that
1: I'd like to see them try to take a super mega
0: They could do it. Crows are big. Yeah, they are. They're big. They could take a super mega easily. I feel like they could. Mm. Probably. (laughs) I don't actually know that for a fact, but they're pretty big. Anyway, this makes no sense. Let's go on to the next segment, Q&A. All right, we're going to kick
1: things off with a fun one from the Flying Spaghetti Monster. And the monster himself says, what is a pen you love more for the story behind why you have it rather than the pen itself?
0: Ooh, that's a tough one.
1: Yeah, I feel like there is a, a lot of emotional lot of connection with a lot of our pens.
0: I have a lot of pens that fall into this category. Yeah. Or like, you know, I don't I don't sit there and think about do I like this pen more or the story behind it. But I would say just in general, what? there's a lot of pens that I am drawn every bit as much because of the story behind it or what it means. Mm-hmm. Then like I am at the point now where like I don't need any more pens. Like I now more pens is like it's just like more mm-hmm. of something to manage but um you know what a yeah don't feel pity for me on that front but um no i mean i'm i'm being somewhat more selective about the pens that i will take now, you know in the beginning it was like ooh i like this pen or it has something unique or interesting that i don't right. already have at my disposal nowadays it's more like it has to has, it has to be something truly unique like like a unique filling mechanism or it has to be, you know, some significant story behind its creation. Like the Nexus. That, that
1: was one, that was a unique one you recently yeah, kept. Exactly. Because that's, that's a new thing.
0: Yeah. It's like, I really want to have this pen on hand for the technology aspect of yeah. it and like that kind of a thing. You know, same reason I have like a Schaefer Snorkel, even though I'm not a vintage collector. I'm like, this is a pen that I just, I want to have awareness and knowledge and know how it works. So I have one of those. Yeah. Um like that kind of thing. But, you know, some of these like aren't significant in terms of a story. It's just like cool to have for that pen's sake.
1: So which ones do have a solid um, story?
0: So, I mean, a lot of them, a lot of our exclusives. So I the reason I have so many pens for the, for the most part is like by default, I keep one of every exclusive that we do just because it's like a historical record. And, you know, it's it's not something – there's a lot of pens that we've carried as exclusives that – historically are more difficult to find information on, even if it's stuff that we've carried, we have the information somewhere, you know, it's like, I can't at a glance, find it on the internet or whatever. And I'm a very tactile person anyway. So I really appreciate having the physical object with me to remember that event or to be able to reference, you know, if we've done something or, you know, especially cause like anything in digital form, I don't know. It's like if we're trying to compare something or if we want to reference it in a future video, you know, having the physical pen, just it's, you know, you can't replace that. Just oh, what about story, picture? though? I mean, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of like story just in general to um, like the exclusives that we do. Like what? Um, so... Um, Well, first off, the the whole reason I'm really drawn to the exclusive thing is because like the whole origin story of Goulet pens, I was a pen craftsman. So I sort of had to, in a way, let that dream die when we started selling commercial products and I dismantled my workshop. And I was like, I'm not going to make pens anymore. Like that was, I mean, obviously it's worked out, you know, but there was like a small part of me that that regretted not being able to fulfill that. So I think in a way it sort of scratches that itch a little bit. It's like, I'm not making the pens, but I'm, I have a hand in creating these perhaps. Um, so I do, I do have some, you know, uh, personal, call it pride or whatever connection to the, the unique things that we get to bring to the world. Um, so Um, you know, there are certain things like I think about, you know, sailor, like our, our, you know, exclusives that we've done with sailor, super meaningful. You know, there's a long story to our relationship there and just being able to work together on that is like super, like it's a, it's a huge honor. So that's really cool. Um, any, any pen that's like the first like pen of a brand that we get to do as an exclusive is always a milestone. Mm -hmm. I think about like our Edison pens, like the premieres, not only was that the first, Pen that we did as an exclusive with Edison that was our first exclusive that we ever did. So that was super meaningful to and me. Probably
1: the most successful uh, exclusive brown
0: pen. It is the longest running exclusive brown pen that we we carry because we still sell the cappuccino. and so we came out with three pens with that one. Uh, we came out with a matte black one which was Brian Gray's pick, the blue one which was my pick, and the cappuccino which was Rachel's pick. And we sort of jokingly said, like, oh, yeah, we'll see who sells better over time. Well, Rachel says, beat ours out by like a decade. So, you know, there you go. There you have it. Rachel's good at picking colors. Um, but honestly, I think the ones that are probably the most meaningful are the, the handmade pens that I made back in the day. Yeah. Now, most of them are more or less garbage like as a functional pen. Well, you only
1: kept the garbage ones.
0: I only kept, we were so broke. I had no money. I tried to you sell all the every, ones. I sold everything that I possibly could to get this business off the ground. So basically I was left with like parts and broken prototypes and the ugliest crap that couldn't sell at a show. Like even for like 20 bucks, wouldn't sell. Can you believe Like handmade wooden pens, I couldn't even give away for like below cost. Um, so those are all the ones that I still have. Now, thankfully I have some like family members who I gave ones to that have since given them back to me because they're like, yeah, I mean, they're like, yeah, I mean, I have this pen, but they're like, it probably means more to you than me. So they like, kind of like, let me, you know, take it back just so I have like a representation of something decent I made historically. Um, but those ones are probably the most meaningful, um, particularly the wooden ones that I made. I have some that I made out of like resin which now is just like, what a waste of time, like hand turning resin out of the I'm like, how many resin pens are there? You know, I didn't know anything at the time about what made pens special, Um, but it was all learning experience for me. So those would be the ones I have. um, you know, one in particular that was, um, you know, in Boyna Burl. That wood is like my favorite wood of all time. It looks gorgeous. Um, my um, sister-in-law gave that back to me. So I have that back in my possession now. Nice. And it's a beautiful pen. Like I actually did it up right and uh, now I have it back. So that's one of the more meaningful ones. Just like the, I don't know, the history of that. Do you have a
1: fountain pen that has a meaningful history behind it?
0: Uh, I think that one might be be a fountain pen if I'm not mistaken. Oh really? Well I mean a lot of my pens, depending on which model that I made back in the day, you could just like swap out the front section oh, and make it gotcha. a rollerball or a fountain. Gotcha. And so I have all these like parts of pens and like I can swap and make them whatever. Gotcha. So yeah, I mean even if it wasn't originally a rollerball, I can swap and make it a fountain. Gotcha. But even still like it's not as a fountain pen it's not a very great fountain pen. You know, it's like not weighted correctly and this is all the all the wrong reasons. But it looks beautiful. Nice. So anyway. Those are kind of the most meaningful ones I have. Cool. What about you?
1: Uh, yeah. Well, I do happen to have a Goulet Rollerball ball from hey you know, back in uh, 2008. So I do have yeah. one of those. That's definitely I
0: was pre pre drew a Goulet Vans. Yeah, yeah. So as you're a customer. More
1: on that later. As you know, <laughs> but uh, so that one is special. I don't use it. That cross refill long since dried up i need to get some more but um, obviously it's going to (laughs) be special forever Mm. um and i have a lot of pens that were either gifted to me or traded or Mm. people said like hey this is available you can get it you know and every one of those i am reminded of a connection with a pen friend or somebody Mm. whom i met during that interaction and have stayed friends with so i have a lot of pens that i would never part with just because of that connection i wouldn't have my e95s or my stargazer if it weren't for just people being kind to me so mm. um i have a bunch of those like that so that's really yeah. special to me not a lot of story behind them but there are a lot of connections there like, there's um, like a
0: meaningful yeah there's a lot them. of those yeah
1: um so and then i i do have some pens that i don't write with a ton but uh like i have a, a Keras customs um I think it's called a reactor or reaction or something like that. It's it's, it's the snap cap one that we never carried. But Matthew Morse gave me that one time after I bought a watch from him. He just threw in a pen. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so nice. It just makes me happy to have. Hmm. Um, Just a reminder of kindness. And Mark Bacchus gave us both one of those um, uh, Naimisu pens. I never write that with that one because it's really slippery. It just like <laughs> flies right out of my hand. But I love it because it reminds me yeah. of Mark Bacchus and what a great dude he is. Yeah. So um gifts like that just mean the world to me and I I treasure them forever. And mm. uh, I just assume that if I ever got rid of them, that person would know. So I just don't do it ever. I'm like somebody will so I don't even consider it. Yeah. Anything that's a gift, I, I keep forever because I'm like, someone would know if they'd be probably they'd pop up and be like, Why are you putting that on eBay? Like,
0: I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Just yeah, have like that, stealth. stealth I account that, on eBay. I have that feel.
1: No. Um, but then I did want to mention one that was given to me. This is also mm. a gift that I got from a dear friend. Um, and I thought it was, I haven't mentioned it on the pen cast yet, but uh, I have a Montagrappa Elvis TCB, Taking Care of Business, pen. They came out with several Elvis pens. This one was the Vegas version. They did, uh, I think they did like a Jailhouse Rock and like an Army version. But this one is mm. like, the gaudy vegas version with the white and the gold but it's got this amazing tcb lightning bolt as wow. the clip
0: with like rubies in the it, yes. tcb
1: it's got an elvis nib with him right there on the front that is a
0: cool nib oh it's
1: amazing and i never ink up this pen i inked it up once yeah and wrote with it until the converter was done but since then i just like looking at it it just mm. makes me happy it feels so cool it after having visited the Montegrappa factory, I have a newfound appreciation for how it was constructed. All of the little mm. jewels, how they were inlaid in the TCB. And as you know, I love to say TCB whenever
0: you do. Uh, whenever I'm taking you care do of business, say that
1: quite a bit. Um, I have TCB, uh, a light up TCB sign in my office. I have a custom wax seal that has this lightning bolt, but it says DCB for my initials rather than TCB. <laughs> so I'm a big fan of this phrase, and this was nice. given to me having known that about me. So nice. Um, it's one of the most expensive pens I have as well. So, you know, doubly impressive <laughs> and special to me. So um, this one is definitely a pride and joy uh, for a lot of different reasons. So I figured I'd share that. And I'll snap, snap a couple pictures for uh, of it as well so I can show people some close ups because this really it's does need wild. to be appreciated close up. Yeah, it's just, it just screams like early 80s Vegas. It um, really does. You know, late 70s Vegas. So uh, yeah, this one is rad and I love it so much. But I, I awesome. never, but but I don't, it's not a use pen. It's, it's just a mm. look at and enjoy the meaning and the story behind it pen for sure.
0: That's really cool. Yeah,
1: so that, that's that's my highlight for this question for sure.
0: Actually, I just thought of a couple other pens as you were talking that are like interesting acquisition stories. You've
1: mentioned before on the pen cast that Uh, king of pens you got from japan yeah that's
0: that's one of them i was thinking about so i thought so i went with japan i went to japan to tokyo with um our distributor for platinum it was their platinum's 100th anniversary so they had um they had uh, some retailers go and um i had the honor of going which was cool it's first time i've ever been to japan or asia at all um so that was a wild experience um but one of the things is i wanted to check out some of the pen stores that I've heard about in Tokyo. Uh, so one of them, I literally was just on my own, didn't speak the language, nothing, just went with my phone, tried to navigate the city, found a pen event that was happening at, I guess, like a bookstore, like a lo- like a local bookstore. They have there, multi-level. I mean, it was like a huge store, um, but they had a pen event there. And I bought this exclusive like sailor thing. That was blue, uh, king of pens two-tone nib. It's gorgeous. I love this pen. Uh, but I had to transact the whole thing through my phone using like Google Translate. And I made it happen. Yeah, that's a cool Somehow, story. Yeah. That was, so that was that was meaningful in many different fronts. This is before we were carrying Sailor too. So it was meaningful in several different ways. Um, and then the other one I have, I have this blue vanishing point, which I don't even know. I think it was like a, a retailer exclusive in Japan only. But I found it at this hole in the wall pen store i mean this place was like in the middle of a building in tokyo you would not be able to find it there was no sign there was nothing i just i somehow i navigated there with our group uh we just had heard that this place existed i guess i think somebody else who in the group i was with like knew that this guy was there or maybe had done some business with him or something like that and it was like on the third floor we had to like walk through this building that didn't look like people should be walking through it and uh go up to like this third floor there were no windows it was like basically a single room but it was just filled with these like pens that you just never see anywhere especially in the u.s like vintage stuff all kinds of things all kinds of crazy stuff i wish i'd had like hundred thousand dollars because i would have bought oh, wow. all the pens um but it was some cool stuff so i found this blue vanishing point there and i was like well i gotta have that how is that
1: different than what's normally sold i mean we have blue vanishing points.
0: well it's like blue but it's got like these white kind of like striations through it mm. so it's 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 not anything that we've ever had in the u.s okay it was like an it was like a something that was for like an anniversary pen for a specific retail chain or a pen store chain or something like that. I'm Instagram. sure somebody will be able to tell us where it came from. Yeah. But anyway, so that was, I mean, it's blue. So I love that. Yeah. In that respect, but also you can't find it anywhere. So I bought that. Very cool. Um, yeah. But then just like the story of like, yeah, this like little hole in the wall place as I was wandering around Tokyo and uh, okay, that's cool. Nice. So yeah. Anyway, I have a million stories like that. Not like that exactly, but they have cool things. So, But we probably exhausted this question and I'm going to move on. All, All right. right. This next one is from Torpedo Monkey. What pen would be your number one pick to change from a plastic body to a metal body? This
1: is a new question.
0: This is interesting. Yeah. Normally, yeah. And
1: sometimes I'm like, all right. Hmm. You know, some people, I I pick their questions. I feel a little too often, but old Torpedo Monkey, he comes up with some good ones. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I would say the E95S. We talked just last week
0: about... And so good as it is, though. It is,
1: it is. But so is the Silvern. And so is the Mm Mew and the Murex and the M90. Like, so similar shape, So you know it can work. Oh, yeah. Um, And you know it wouldn't be too heavy because the M90 is stainless steel. And that's just fine. True. Um, So we were talking about how... We were talking about pocket pens last week and how the E95S, while we both love it, Mm -hmm. probably not the best to actually, you know... Go out and about, beating it around in your pocket.
0: If it were not like raw in your pocket, no. But if it
1: were metal, though, I feel like it would uh, enhance its durability a bit more. You wouldn't have to worry mm -hmm. so much about it. So I feel like if they just did an aluminum or a stainless steel, uh, that pen could benefit from that. And I think there would be demand Hmm. for that. I think I don't think it would lose anything because there are similarly designed pens um, in that shape and style that are metal and uh, look and feel pretty good. So
0: So keep the same nib on it. Yeah, keep everything the same. Yeah,
1: probably um, maybe even the same uh hmm, maybe not the same grip because the the silvern has a large plastic grip um right but it's not it's not as lengthy as the E95s that's so. like
0: half the pen is that yeah, grip yeah yeah so maybe mm. i think the whole thing would
1: probably need to be steel or you'd need to have like a shorter grip so that the inlaid nib can affix to plastic cuz it has to it can you can't affix that to steel that would not work
0: um i mean you could theoretically. I've I never mean, you, seen it done. Yeah,
1: I don't know. I, anything's possible, but so that one popped into my head, um, <laughs> and then uh, I thought about the Diplomat Magnum because that is a super mm. lightweight, it's a pen. super light, I like almost that like I almost too lightweight. Mm. Um, I think that if that were aluminum, you'd be able to get a fun variety of colors. I think that uh, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't have to charge that much more for it. Maybe ten bucks more. Like if you you know can assume that with the Safari to the All Star, it's about a ten dollar difference there. So yeah, no idea. I think that that could be a thing. I think it would hmm. give it some additional because it's a great pen. I love the Magnum, mm-hmm. but in the hand, it feels very insubstantial, if that's a word. Uh, so I think a little bit more of a
0: solid. A little weight would actually help. It, a little help bit of weight feel. and just a,
1: a, a, it's not a bad quality pen. It, it oh, It's, a, it's well. just a very light pen. Yeah. So I feel like uh, some the metal would give it more of a feel of quality, hmm. even though it is a quality pen. Hmm. um
0: okay there'd be that perception there see that
1: and then my last pick is the uh so number one was e95s so that's my number one but then two two honorable mentions would be the magnum and then the sailor compass high ace neo Mm. i love this pen i think it flies under the radar too often i love writing with it it's such a good performer Mm -hmm. and to get a nice wide stub nib at a really good price like there's just there's almost nothing better that's practical anyway The, the pilot parallel is great but the ace Neo is much more practical to put in your pen case and things like that. Hmm. So, but again, it's really, really lightweight, feels very plasticky in the hand, hmm. but the performance is so good. I just want the body to kind of match the performance in, in hmm. terms of just uh, outward appearance. So I feel like if that one were aluminum, because you know, the, the, I don't know, is the cap aluminum or is it just the barrel? The cap looks like it might be aluminum because it's that blue it might just be shiny blue plastic. I can't remember. It's just blue plastic. Yeah. yeah there's no metal. So like, but, but picture like the Plessy or something like that. If it was like mm-hmm. that, sort of like.
0: Yeah, it's like a thin aluminum. Yeah, very yeah. thin aluminum. Mm-hmm. I think that
1: would be great. <laughs> I think that that would, that would bolster. It's just aesthetic value and do justice. Like the Magnum and the High mm-hmm. Neo both have great nibs with mm-hmm. great writing performance. The barrels are just not as wow as the performance is in my well, opinion. yeah. And
0: the Highest Neo too, it's like, there's three different nib sizes, but there's this one color, the they one design the of pen. Yeah, yeah, so it's like you're not really losing much by going to metal. On yeah. That one. So those
1: those are mean by three picks.
0: Okay. The only thing on that neo, the highest neo though, is the body is clear, mm-hmm. so you can see the ink level in there. If that was metal, you would lose like the visibility of the ink level in the pen. Yeah, that's true. So I mean, there's like a little bit of there.
1: That's true. I'm not. That doesn't really isn't a big not a, factor, not a factor for me. For no, I don't okay. need things to be clear. Unless you do clear metal. Let's do that.
0: Sounds like a good idea. Yeah. Let's do clear metal. Yeah. Clear aluminum.
1: That's a thing, right? Isn't that in Star Trek or something?
0: Clear wood is a thing. They're like finding ways to remove the the color out of the lignin in wood. So you can, yeah, it's like a whole thing now. Transparent wood. All right, well, you should They're do that for your
1: chessboard. Black
0: and clear. Black and clear. Why would a clear chessboard be necessary? You would just see the table underneath. Right?
1: Yeah, it'd be floating black squares. It'd be
0: like, I don't see the, the floor is lava. I don't see the appeal of that. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Um, I had a hard time with this one. I, I don't know that I would do this to any pen. I don't feel like going metal.
1: You don't like changing anything about most... pens? You think all pens are fine the way
0: they are? No, I mean, I really, I really tried to look through it. I like pulled up our website. I looked at just all the resin pens. They all
2: have value.
0: But uh, no, I mean, I generally. What
2: do you
0: think? <laughs> Yes, they do. <laughs> You say that like it's a bad thing. <gasps> no, but I was trying to think like, what pen would I like more if it was made of metal? All
1: right, well, maybe maybe, the, maybe not to make it easier for and you. And I struggled to think maybe of not one, if, really. Maybe not that ones would that you would like more, but it would. let's say you're adding it to the option or adding it to the variety. You'd yeah, have this pen yeah. and also a metal version.
0: Sure. Just well, to mix it up. All, not, the one, all the ones you mentioned did run through my mind. I didn't write it down on the notes, but they did cross my mind yeah. as like, ones that had some potential i think because they all fall into the category of like pretty light pens yeah you know because it's like i wouldn't want to take kind of a bigger pen and go make it metal and just make it that much heavier and kind of awkward um so i put the pilot explorer yeah because it already looks fairly metallic Mm -hmm. anyway and it's it's one of those pens you pick it up and you're like wow this is really a lot of similarities
1: with the magnum there yeah very lightweight very plasticky good good quality
0: pen but if that one was made of metal and had a little more heft to it, I would not hate it.
1: Yeah, I would.
0: You would need a metal clip too, because that's got a plastic clip. Yeah. So uh,
1: no, it's a metal clip.
0: The Explorer is a metal clip? Yep. Really? One hundred percent. Maybe I'm remembering wrong.
1: Yeah. It would. It would. Do you don't think it would be too close to the Preppy if it was metal?
0: You mean the Pleasure?
1: No, I mean the. Sorry, I mean the uh, Metropolitan.
0: The Metropolitan, yeah. um, I mean, it's a different shape. It is. It's like longer and slimmer. So no, and like the grip is very different. Mm-hmm. Like the grip is a lot shallower on the Explorer, which I do like shallower. a lot. Yeah, like the, the sorry, the... The step is like a lot shallower oh, from the grip yes. to the body. Oh yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty substantial. I mean, yeah. on the Metropolitan, like the grip is long enough where it's not really a problem, but it is. It is noticeable. It is. Yeah, but right. Explorer, right after that center band, it drops. Yeah, off. Yeah, the Explorer, the cap is a little bit proud of the body, so the yeah. step doesn't have to be as dramatic. So I do like that more.
1: Hashtag Team Explorer.
0: But I wouldn't want a metal grip on that pen, though. No, I would want a metal body and a cap, and not a metal grip. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, it's a black. It's a black uh, clip, but it is metal.
0: Okay, maybe this is a really thin metal. It
1: is very thin.
0: Okay, yeah, you're right. You're right, you're right. Okay, what am I thinking of that is a plastic clip? I don't know. Not many pens have a plastic clip, like a Preppy does. Mm -hmm. But a black plastic clip? I don't know. I don't know what I'm thinking of. But yeah, I mean, the... The Explorer, you could even make it the same colors and just make it out of aluminum instead. Yeah, of, like you. And I feel like that would be you could. Be you
1: could say that it's already you know aluminum and it could look that way. So you're right. You could say that. Already.
0: You could say that, and you would be wrong. I uh, know because it's not. But that's it does not. look. It does look like metal, metallic. That's what it means. That's right. It looks like metal. Okay, that's all I got. Explorer. That's that's a sorry. Okay. Lame. No that's, that's on this that's one, fine. but
1: that's fine. I don't think anybody's going to
0: disagree with you there. I think pens are beautiful in their own way. <laughs> I embrace them for what they are.
1: I know. <laughs> All right. Uh, this next question is from Russell Graff.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, do you remember the first pen you sold on the Goulet website? Hmm. I'm guessing this is not including.
0: So it depends on we, yeah. I, I'm going to go ahead and exclude my handmade pens. Yeah, yeah. Because that was the original version of the right. website was to sell my pens.
1: Right. It was literally a pen company that yeah, made so pens.
0: Do I remember the first pen that we sold off? the website of the pens I made, no, nor could I even explain what it was, cause it's like all using like model terminology that doesn't make any sense outside of the pen making world. Um, but I do remember the first, at least the first couple, cause I think we carried a couple at the same time. I don't remember actually, like it was probably within maybe the same day. or They were all from luxury a couple brand, of days. right? Yeah, so basically long story short, we, we started out selling ink and paper because I was making my own pens. Mm -hmm. So we originally didn't carry commercially made pens. First off, I didn't know anything about them, but also I was trying to sell my own handmade pens and I was just trying to sell ink and paper to go along with it, thinking that, you know, that would just get more awareness in the community around the pens I was making. We weren't thinking we were going to build this like pen supply retail empire. I was trying to just be a pen craftsman. Mm Well, everybody, everybody bought the ink and paper. Very few people bought my pens. Couldn't justify the space. And we ended up just expanding our ink and paper, but we were busy enough just with that and learning how to do shipping and how to do all the taxes and all the things with actually like running a business. Um, so we didn't sell pens for a year. It was about a year from the time we initially launched fountain pen, you know, accessories, ink paper, things yeah. like that on the website.
1: You yeah, had ink, right?
0: Yeah, so we started out with Jerobon Inc. We had Clairefontaine, Triumph, Quo Vattis, you know, that kind of stuff. Quo Vattis, right. Yep. Um, so then we, um, a little bit later, got Pelican. So we sold Pelican, ink. just ink. Okay. Yeah. We were really just thinking ink. Like so that was a second had, distributor, though. That was a second distributor, oh, yeah. moving then, on up. So then, yeah, then we, we tried to expand pretty rapidly from there. We got, like, Private Reserve and Diamine and... We were trying with like Lamy and Pilot and all that, but well, nobody you really said you wanted You had all
1: to... those ink brands before we sold pen one. Yep. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. In fact, we started, you know, we had an ink samples. You know, we started doing that before we even had any pens. Really? And then we started the ink drop, which was our monthly ink sample program. We started that. In September. You
1: started that before pens.
0: Yeah, it was September of I didn't 2010. Know that. yep
1: yeah. Oh, we wow. Didn't, we
0: didn't sell, it was around the same time. So, I mean, we initially started the conversations in that like fall of 2010 um, with our distributor, who was Noodlers and Platinum. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Platinum Preppy was a pen that we were very aware of and it was super affordable. And honestly, some of it was on my part just confidence. I didn't have experience with fountain pens i was very intimidated by fountain pens just in general
1: even after having made them
0: yeah i mean i made them but i didn't really make fountain pens i was i was making the barrel and like cap out of wood for that fit on hardware Mm -hmm. you know so i would buy the hardware make the wood parts and stuff and then just press it all together. Did you write with any of them? I mean, yeah, I wrote with fountain pens, but I didn't know anything of what I was doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I really didn't know anything about fountain pens. I just had like a cursory awareness of what they were, but I really didn't even know how they worked.
1: It was this, so, so this wasn't, <clears throat> this was pre DC pen show.
0: Pre D, so originally it was like pre DC pen show 2009 before we even started selling you, any of that stuff. you or, bought one at the show, right? So I, it was before we started selling any fountain pen stuff. I was selling pens and again the kits that I was you know the pens that I was making they these these extra pieces came in in kits you could get like a rollerball or a fountain pen version mm-hmm. and it was basically just the grip that would swap out right so I had a bunch of pens I was selling rollerballs primarily um but you know I had an I would see the same kits that I was you know making these pens in, in fountain pen versions and I was like really interesting like who's who's buying fountain pens? you know and it's like i would talk to other pen makers and they're like yeah yeah every now and then some like weirdo requests a fountain pen so i make it for them and i don't really know what it is but here it is and now i'm like okay i don't really understand that at all because like the whole craft pen making world is an entirely different world yeah you know it's essentially like a lot of hobbyists and retirees and stuff like that that are just doing it as the craft which i fell more into that group at the time but then I went to the DC show because I was thinking, oh, I'm going to sell like my pens, my pen wares to this group of people. Like it's an entire, you know, building of people that are interested in pens. You
1: brought pens to sell at the DC show? I was
0: prospecting the show because I I was thinking about maybe Ah, this is a place I could sell at next year because I was doing craft shows and wine, you know, uh, events and things like that. Yeah, I'm not going to say I was selling many, but I was was doing them to try to find like how do I sell these things. Um, and then that's when I went to the D.C. pen show off a tip from a friend of mine who also made pens. He was like, oh, yeah, there's this fountain pen show. And I was like, well, I've heard of fountain pens. I've seen those kits, but I have no idea how they work. Let me see what this is all about. And I went to the thing and I was like, oh, my gosh, what is all this?
1: And you bought a... I bought like blazer or something like that. Would you buy there?
0: No, I didn't buy any pens there. I thought you bought a pen. I bought some ink and I bought some paper. Oh, so that I could use it on my. Pen. I literally was only thinking I want to. I you know at that time I wasn't didn't know what I was thinking. Oh, but, okay, so no so this wonder. Is like, so this is, is like this, August 2009.
1: So even after that, fountain pens were still a big question mark.
0: Oh yeah. Oh okay. Oh, yeah. I was
1: remembering wrong. I thought everything should,
0: was a big question mark for me you back bought then. bought a pen there? No, I did not. Oh. No, I didn't. I didn't know. Anything about yeah, pens. Yeah, yeah. I barely understood how fountain pens even worked. I was like, oh, you have to fill the pen with so ink?
1: Where did you get your first pen?
0: Um, I don't remember. Internets? Yeah, but I ordered online. <gasps> I ordered online.
1: How about that? Yeah. All this time. I thought before, you were your before first we, pen from yeah be a little
0: very very than a little very, of a little bit of a Pen accessory, right. okay. Companies, stuff like that. So I, I mean, I, I sort of acquired. So you got my your Pelican script and all that stuff. Yeah. And then, okay. Well, like, so some of that stuff I got into because, like, once we picked up Pelican ink through the same supplier you that we had, I could buy yeah. the pens like wholesale. And once I, you know, I also had like almost no money. Like, we had our mortgage, our first kid, we were starting this business. Like, I had no hobbies. I had no life. All I had was this business and my family. So we put everything we had back into this business to get it off the ground. So like pretty much I was buying pens only to learn about the absolute essentials of how fountain pens work so that I could be more educated as a retailer. Uh, And then it was, you know, basically prospective products that we were thinking about carrying. Um, And those were the ones that I would acquire. And I guess not that much of that has changed. And then you
1: fell down the rabbit hole. And
0: Mm -hmm. then I really like it clicked and I yeah. got, and I was like, Oh, cause even with my handmade pens, like I was, I was replacing all of the refills with like the highest quality gel rollerball refills that I could get for whatever fit that type of pen because I wanted to be the best writing. And I thought that was like the ultimate writing experience until I like finally used and, and really understood yes. and used like a decent fountain pen. I was like, Oh, mm-hmm. this is like a whole other level. Yes. And that's when I Very you know, nice. I started to fall down the rabbit hole. I got the bug, but then I made just all the mistakes that everybody could possibly make getting in the fountain pens. Sure. You know, one of the, I, I bought what I thought was the right type of ink that I wanted. I wanted a deep blue ink, shocking. Some things never change. I ended up buying an ink that was, seemed really deep and saturated, because it was swabbed in front of me at the show, but it was still wet. Mm. And then once it dried, it was like a pastel-y kind of periwinkle color. And I was like, "Oh!" And especially like a swab versus in a pen, it looks very different. Yeah. And so I use it in the pen. I was like, oh, this isn't like the oh, color I watery. like at all. And I was like, no, nah. And it was like a mine. I was like, I got like 80 milliliters of this now. <gasps> but they gave me like a 30 mil bottle extra i guess they were just giving away extra bottles at the show and i was like oh i'll try whatever this you know midnight blue and it was much darker and more saturated And i was like oh i like that better but it's this dinky little plastic bottle which is still the same ones they have now
1: yeah and
0: i knocked it over the first time i went to fill it oh. and i spilled half the bottle all over my kitchen countertop and you know i just did all the things that you do so all that stuff stuck with me though for a very long time still does um and uh so anyway. First pen sold, Brian. Yes. Very long <laughs> roundabout way to get to this question. So so basically I didn't I didn't know what I was doing, and I really wanted to be super intentional about how we got into pens. Um, honestly, because I felt completely inferior in terms of my knowledge and experience, and I was really all in on like the ink and the paper thing. Yeah. Like a lot of our earliest videos were all just ink and paper. Um so I felt like I'm not even worthy to talk about like a gold nib. I don't understand what they are. They're so expensive. I can't afford them, whatever. But I was like, Platinum Preppy? Okay, that that seems like something that, I don't have to be a pen expert. I can carry a Preppy, talk about my experience with it, and that's okay because I'm a total noob. And, you know, people will forgive me for that. And it's so inexpensive that even if people don't agree with whatever I've said about it, they're not going to be too upset, um, so that's what we did. So we, the the platinum preppy was the first one that we had our our kind of eyes on, um, but the distributor that we were working with at the time carried both platinum and Noodlers, um, still do to this day. Uh, and Noodlers had uh, Nathan was just experimenting with pens. He had been doing only ink at that time. Um, This is before the flex nibs even. So we had the Nib Creeper, which we still have that pen, but it was a non-flexible nib version. And it was this honestly really ugly yellow, like Mandarin yellow color that I do not like at all. But they like threw that in with one of our orders. And we're like, we think you guys could probably sell some pens. Like, why don't you just try this one out? And I used it and I was like, you know, for the price, like this this is a pretty all right pen. It was
1: like $14. Yeah.
0: And I was like, you know, between that and the preppy. So I remember like we kind of dove into the pen thing with those. I don't legitimately, I don't remember which one was the first we sold, but I know that like it was the encouragement with the distributor there that we sort of got over that like initial hesitation. And of course now that's like a very important part of what we do. So, um, yeah, baby, baby steps, baby steps. And we like kind of worked our way up the ladder from there, but this is before we carried Lamy and pilot and all of that stuff. We really had to kind of like, scrap our way up the ladder, so to speak. Um, but yeah, that would be it. Pro- if I had to say like which was the first we sold, I would say it's probably the Platinum Preppy. Yeah. Because um, the Noodler's Nip Creeper was not even like a very well-known pen at the time. It was very speculative. Yeah. He would come out with them in like tiny little batches at a time. But the Preppy was really the one that was like the most known. So. And still going strong. It is indeed. All right, I got a question for you, Drew. Bring it. You need to explain yourself, according to Ashley in the lab, Says Drew, can you explain your feelings towards the pilot converter? I'm assuming the Con 70, but there are multiple pilot converters. I have feelings about. I'm sure you have feelings about all of them. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you share all your feelings about pilots converters?
1: Okay. Well, first of all, I don't hate pilots converters. I don't. I'll let you
0: disclaim that. I know. Well, from the beginning,
1: I, I I I trash them every now and then, and I I do it in jest partially. Um. They're fine. They really are fine. I think that what I do, mm-hmm. and and this is you know, not Pilot's fault, but Pilot has s- their pens are so consistently high quality, mm-hmm. like in every price range, yeah, really. from ten dollars to ten thousand dollars, Pilot pens all write wonderfully. Yeah, it's that really is true. amazing. It's pretty un- so pretty unreal, so yeah. in contrast to that, mm-hmm. their converters are, are weak. In contrast to that, because everything else mm. is so excellent. It's like
0: by comparison.
1: Exactly. By comparison,
0: like, yeah. mm-hmm. their converters
1: are the weak spot of their whole game. Mm. Um, so so there's that. Like, I don't hate them. I don't. They'd be fine if they were any other brand. But because they're pilot, they kind of stick out a little bit more, mm. you know. So uh, the CON40. This is the successor to the CON50, which is already kind of like, eh, they're smaller converters, not a lot of capacity. But we were excited because the con fifty didn't fill super well and ink would sometimes get caught up in yeah. the in the weird step where that funky metal agitator cup was. Yeah, they like
0: added an agitator to the back to help with the ink from hanging in the back. But yeah. then that agitator was kind of big and took up like and that had problems. Precious with ink capacity it that did. it
1: had. So when the con fifty when the con forty came out, we were like, oh good, finally. And it just had different issues. Um, yeah. it's still difficult to fill. It's needlessly complicated and it doesn't have a high capacity and it's tricky to get a full fill on. So that's just the way they are. Um, It's just a little glaring because of all the uh, pilot's other stuff are are really good. And and honestly, it's easier to fill with a syringe. The CON70, I've also spoken about a few times as being frustrating uh, this one i don't understand as much so, so I this, love one, the this one is it has a great incapacity it does um it is easier to fill than the con 40 but it mm-hmm. is still quirky and it does require instruction and figuring out it's not just yeah. like your, your average converter which everybody else does right just you stick it in you twist it you go like it doesn't need instructions mm-hmm. the con 50 the con 40 and the con 70 I should include instructions to get a little,
0: little bit more of a hurdle yeah. to it. Yeah. yeah. So
1: and there's sure. that. And it's very difficult to clean all the way, especially if you're not using a syringe to really like flush it out. If you just have a con 70. Yeah,
0: it's a little more complicated. If
1: you just go. have a con 70 and you're just trying to get the water out using a faucet and its normal operation, it's mm-hmm. going to take you a long time. And then if you tap it on the table, more ink sh- shows up from up in the innards because it's just needlessly complicated. It does have some innards. Yeah. It's got some stuff in the back where the knob is and I'm just like, where is this coming from? And it just is so exhausting. Mm. So it's just, they're both needlessly complicated in my opinion. Um, and yeah, honestly, I just use, I refill pilot cartridges these days because if I'm using one of those two converters, I just refill them anyway. And cartridges are easier to clean than either the con, I keep saying 50, 40 or 70. Um, that all being said though, you can get a full fill on both. In fact, somebody... Did two great videos on how to get a full fill on both the Con 70 yeah. and the Con 40. So it can definitely be done, but I would also argue that a video shouldn't be necessary in order to simply fill a converter, but it can be done. It's not impossible. There's nothing wrong with them. They're just a little quirky and finicky. Um, uh, so, yeah, that, that's basically it. For for me, it's just they they don't seem like they belong within the Pilot brand. It's like they have these geniuses making their pens. And then they have some random guy who just made the converters. That is like, uh, I don't know. I don't want to insult any other occupation, but I was just going to pick a random occupation. He's like, Oh yeah, make some converters. And he's like, okay, yeah, sure. Mm. But
0: I just, I know they could do better. I know they could. I mean, they've done it very intentionally. It's not like they grabbed some off the shelf thing. Like they are specifically made for pilot, but it is, I know what you're saying, like, and I think it's the kind of thing like they've engineered it to to try to address these things, but it's it's then it's then made it more complicated it's just so
1: unlike pilot, yeah, it's like I don't everything know. else just works if you look at the precision and how they're able to create things that work every single time um and you take like the you know an, an, a piston unit like what's inside the Heritage 92 or the custom mm. 823. The vacuum filler or the internal pistons, they work marvelously. Hmm. The 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 piston of the Heritage 92, smooth and effective. Love it. I have to
0: wonder, like, I don't know the full history of Pilot and their, like, cartridges and converters and stuff, but... I mean, they have had the, like, CON-20, like the bladder converter. They had that for a very long time. I don't know that they're even regularly doing that.
1: But, like... I don't think the CON-20 is being made anymore. I think that basically I think got they replaced by it. the yeah. CON-B.
0: But I, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that that was more or less... More of the standard type of converter, like the bladder, you know, squeeze type converter. So
1: you think they have a longer history with that style?
0: I would imagine so. I mean, think about it. A pilot's been around for 100 years. So, like you know, it would make a lot more sense because like bladder technology is a lot older. You know, if you had like lever fillers and crescent fillers and stuff like that, they all use bladders. So my my assumption probably without knowing like the full depth of the pilot's history is that probably the pens were designed around a bladder filling you know, Maybe. system for a long, long, long time. Because in my view, part of what makes it so challenging with Pilot with their converters is that super wide opening at the end. It just makes it very difficult to get a vacuum out of there. Because like yeah. where the seal is touching the walls on inside that converter, it's almost mm-hmm. the same diameter as you have with the opening of it. Whereas you think like a standard international converter, it tapers a lot towards the end, which is going to give you more of a vacuum draw. It's like sort of helping you out. Yeah. So I, I think that that's part of, of what yeah, makes I it more complicated? Yeah, I see that. But the
1: Sailor converter is also pretty wide mouth as well.
0: It is not quite as much, no. and it is, you know, not as efficient to fill maybe as like a standard International where it's a lot thinner, mm. you know, at that opening. So I think, you, do you know, think a lot of it has to do with the seal. I think a lot of it has to do with just how big of an opening that that thing has. Because yeah. think of it as like if you're trying to suck something up through a straw. You know, if you've got a thin straw it's going to be you're not going to move as much volume, but it's going to be very easy to kind of suck something up through that straw. Whereas if you have a really wide straw, it takes like exponentially more like sucking power Mm -hmm. to be able to draw the liquid up through there. I think that's sort of what you have with basically any of these pilot converters. So and I think, they
1: can't just change the converter there; they need to rework all of their group sections, well, I think, all over their pens, and then it wouldn't be backward compatible. Well,
0: yeah, backward compatible going back decades. Yeah. So I think maybe you know they're kind of locked in a little bit. At yeah, some and they point. do have that and, weird,
1: um, that weird kind of uh, post that kind of ejects outward from. Yeah, inside grip it's got like a little shroud of, around yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, kind of
0: holds it. Yeah, so I mean it's. I don't know i think i think in order to address it would require just a lot not just on the like redesign of the converters but also of the pens yeah. and it's just i don't know how practical that would be for a company of their size maybe
1: they just know that they shouldn't be too perfect they're like you know what we don't want to be perfect let's, well, let's
0: just nobody's perfect right there's yeah. always a drawback exactly. somewhere Exactly. and uh you know the thing i will say is if you are going to refill their cartridges they're like freaking like rock solid like yeah. you can reuse those cartridges you can you can't squeeze them at all because they're so tough.
1: They're okay. They're they're they're, you know. they're less tough than the
0: platinum ones. Oh, the platinum ones. Yeah, those ones are like
1: Yeah. Bricks. You you might be thinking of platinum ones. I am. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But the, the but the, the, pilot but ones the, ones the pilot with that ones, big cup on the end of it? Yeah, but they're still yeah. they're still pretty yeah. solid. Oh, yeah. So I mean, refilling those is a very viable option. Yeah. And it's like you get twice the incapacity capacity refilling a cartridge anyway. Yeah. Um so I feel like they have alternatives that are very acceptable. Yeah. You know, and it's like given how great everything else is on most of their pens, I feel like if you got a compromise there.
1: I completely agree.
0: Plus I really don't think that the converter thing is it's I think it's way bigger of a deal in the US than yeah. it is in like probably most of Asia and certainly in Europe. Like it's just a much more cartridge centric you know kind of environment so again this may be more of a US based thing that um that we struggle with. Well, yeah, the
1: con 70 though, I mean, the con 40 to fill that requires some trickiness, but I seriously, I'll link the videos in the description uh, of the video, but the mm-hmm. 70 basically you just need to hold it upright to do it and it'll yeah. feel just fine.
0: Yeah, so it is super helpful to yeah. have, know those tricks. But yeah, I, I hear your argument that like, you shouldn't have to like watch a video of this like specific hack to be able to fill it that way. But you know, once you know how to do it, it's, it's really not that bad. Yeah.
1: All right. All right, last question here is from Alex, and okay. this is an interesting one. Alex says, hi. Mm. Hi, Alex. A question for Brian and Drew. I love their talks about pens, but I've always wondered about the story behind their relationship. Mm. How could how could Brian and Drew take us back to how their friendship started and how they became where they are now in detail? Sorry if this is not where you should be asking questions. I think it was an email. Um, I don't know about it's in detail, Alex, because that's like- We're that's going a, back a ways. That's a lot, but-
0: and neither of us are great on the details, um, but so I definitely
1: much. think we could we could hit some high points because it is interesting. And, sure. and uh, this is something that I've seen repeated a few times in mm-hmm. the past. And once I see a question kind of show up a few times, I'm like, all right, let's let's let's. I mean, we've like alluded to
0: it and spoken about certain parts of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, it was started so in second grade.
0: Was it second grade? Second grade. I yeah. literally don't even remember the exact. Yeah. Well, as grade, a, as, but, as a treat
1: for everybody, okay. uh, yeah, I will include class pictures from second. Third, fourth, oh boy. and fifth grade. Oh, that's right. We yeah. have them all. We were in the same class. So in our elementary school, there were three classes per grade.
0: Were so, we in the same class all those years. Yes. Gosh. Yeah. I don't remember much of those times.
1: So we were in uh, the same <laughs> second grade, third grade, fourth grade, and fifth grade fifth grade class, mm-hmm. uh, which was pretty. Pretty lucky, I'd say. Like, it, you had yeah, three, three teachers for every uh, grade, two or three. Yeah, I think two or three. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, grade, we, we were yeah. there for the entire th- entire time. Um, it was, you know,
0: some say could could say it would be it was fate. We we're yeah. just meant to.
1: There we go. Whatever. Um, one funny thing in second or third grade, I think it was third grade. Both of us have a memory of somebody getting a trapper keeper thrown at them. And I thought I got hit by a Trapper Keeper, but then he says that he got hit by a Trapper Keeper. I thought that keeper. I got hit by it. Somebody
0: threw a Trapper
1: th- Keeper somewhere, and somebody got hit by one. And to this day, neither of us really...
0: Is it like, possible we maybe we were standing next to each other and the Trapper Keeper hit both of us in the I face? don't know. I don't know. It's possible. Uh,
1: you know what? Maybe I... I I, my memory is that someone like hit me with it. I don't remember actually one being thrown.
0: Oh, I remember being chucked. Because so I maybe, remember like we were, maybe sitting, this were we, were, two... we were sitting in a U-shape. Yes, I
1: remember it was a U-shape.
0: And I remember mm-hmm. it was a dark green Trapper Keeper too. Like I remember weirdly specific details about things that don't really matter. But then I'm like, what grade did we meet? I don't even uh, remember. I think mine was different. I think I
1: think it was a different Trapper Keeper Did assault. we have
0: multiple? Did we have one like I think Josh, Trapper Keeper assailant? I think and, Josh
1: Parker actually hit me with one. I don't think it went airborne.
0: <laughs> I remember being airborne.
1: I think that might have been two different things.
0: Wow. <laughs> How about that?
1: Trapper Keepers, man. Okay. Um, so well, that, was, way, that was definitely a third grade we thing. We survived the event. Um, but, um, and then uh, fourth grade, I think, is when we talked about Power Rangers the most. Third and fourth grade. we were,
0: was that fourth grade? Yeah. yeah I, we were I, very. I don't, I don't remember if it was third or fourth. I seem to remember it was It was both.
1: Grade. I think they, 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 Power Rangers, I mean, that was like 93, 94 when yeah. at the height of United States Power Rangers fever. Yeah. Like they were everywhere. Um. So we definitely did that some the, a lot. They had some
0: of the coolest action figures. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I just the toys alone like, were super rad. Oh yeah,
1: a lot of fun there. Remember yeah. reading a lot of like you were a big Garfield fan. You loved oh yeah. Garfield. I love Garfield, but you had like a bunch of Garfield books. I had a lot of Garfield books, and then yeah. we also hung out with our friend Mark, who had a lot of Where's Waldo books, mm-hmm. and that was pretty cool too. If you had a lot of Where's Waldo books as a kid, you were like pretty popular, like
0: you know they only have where's waldo to this day there's only like seven books they never
1: made any there's not that they just, many they, of they them. made all of them in the early 90s and then just yeah stopped. basically wow
0: you would think that like they would milk that but no they really haven't done that much that's it's just like the core one but i mean there's a you look at the, you open those books like have you looked at them as an adult i'm yeah. sure you have with archer yeah. right like there's so much going on in those oh, books. Oh, absolutely. It's, like, I can stare at them now. It's, like, I'll yeah. sit down with my kids or my nephew or whatever, and I'll, like, look at it for a while.
1: And I, I, I understand some jokes in there that I didn't understand as a kid as this well. This is also true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then in fourth grade, we were very much into Animaniacs.
0: Oh, man. I was so... I named my gerbil Wacko from Animaniacs. Do you
1: remember... I don't know. It was the three of us, me, you, and Mark. Okay. The, we, the three of us had enamel pins. Of, I remember this. Did you buy those or did Mark buy those? I didn't buy them. One of the two of you bought them and then gave them to the other two.
0: I don't remember. It seems like something I would have done because I was very obsessed with Animaniacs. Yeah.
1: So either you or Mark brought in. There was two Yakos into Wacko. mm mm-hmm. Wacko, and I got one of the Yakko's.
0: Yeah, I kept the Wacko. Okay. I, was, well, I loved, <laughs> okay, I was into Wacko.
1: So I guess you. Uh, that's yeah. So that was very much. We had enamel pins I don't from know the where, Animaniacs. Where I I've gotten those. Do you remember yeah. those pins?
0: I do remember yeah? that. I. I'm trying to think if I still had that pin.
1: I definitely don't.
0: I probably don't. I don't have that much. I remember the stuff I remember the pose. In. He
1: was like leaping, you know, one foot out. But oh, uh yeah. yeah, I definitely remember that. Do you remember um I the, think I
0: got it at the WB store. Do you remember oh, that? And we and have and one of those in the Regency Mall? Mall. I think there was one of the Virginia Center Commons as well. Was it really? I think so. Oh I remember the one in Regency had like a big light. I didn't think in l- a Disney store. No, there was never a Disney store there. Yeah, was there was. Was there a Disney store? Maybe both maybe. of them had
1: Disney store. The Disney store in Regency was on the second floor. Uh, the Disney wow. store in... Wait, no. Regency had Disney. No, they both had Disney. They both had Disney. Did they? They did. The, Reg- the Regency Disney store was up on the second mm-hmm. floor. The Regency um in Virginia Center was over by the fountains near okay. where the Old Navy. I eventually that. got. that. Maybe built. that's
0: what I'm thinking of. Maybe the WB was the other one. No one cares. Anyway, yes. Specific memories. Uh, do you
1: remember the Nickelodeon Director's Studio game you had? Oh yeah. So I, I would come over oh, yeah. to Brian's house, and that was one of our favorite things to do. We would make like. Mm-hmm. Cartoons using this computer program. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was in the earlier days of computers. I didn't oh, I don't yeah. think this my family like, had one at that point, but no, your my, dad being on the my bleeding parents, edge.
0: Well, my parents had a desktop publishing business. So, like, basically, I grew up with like six to 12 computers in the house.
1: That's insane for the 90s.
0: It is insane. I mean, they were using it for their business. So it's like, I mean, and most of them are Macs. Yeah. So, I like, I that, would get to play like some very specific computer games very early on. Need but for then, speed. Like, Need for Speed. That was a good one. Yeah. Oh, I love Brian Gullet was obsessed. The OG Need for Speed, like sixth mm-hmm. grade. Heck yeah. Yep. I still love those games. Yeah. Uh, so we,
1: we were like pretty good friends in elementary school. And yeah. then in middle school, a little bit less. High school, hardly at all. But in middle school was mm-hmm. the time where we had homeroom together. That's right. And uh, South Park came out. We drew a lot of comics. Yes. We drew a lot of, just doodled a bunch of comics poorly.
0: Drew and I didn't pay attention so much in school. Well, if it's holding up. It on didn't matter.
1: <laughs> but then that was also the year of the digital pets.
0: Oh yes, I remember
1: those. And you had one. I basically copied you. You had a red like one the ta- that had like Tamagotchi. Was that the? No, you that had a was the, that was a name one. brand one. Yeah. I, oh,
0: I never got name brand <laughs> stuff. It was definitely knockoff. <laughs> you had
1: a knockoff one, but it was different animals. You could like pick which That's which right. animal it was. And. I thought you were so cool, even though you absolutely were not, because you had it it clipped onto your pants and you would like wear it around. Utility. And it was this, do you you remember you had a very specific clip? It was one of the little spring loaded clips, but it was one piece. It was one unit with two spring loaded clips on either Mm -hmm. side. And I thought that was so cool. And you brought me one. I don't so remember that, so the, but so like, I could see you that you did. You 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 brought one in for me. I'm like, now I can wear my digital pet like Brian and be super cool. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs>
0: I had no idea you like looked up to me so much for that, oh,
1: dude. Like I thought the knockoff pet was pretty cool. I had a Tamagotchi, but I'm like, oh Brian's has oh. like he could pick like different animals. Like in my brain, that wasn't a knockoff. That was like extra. So maybe that's
0: how my parents like spun it to me. And oh, So probably. I just like went with that. Yeah, probably.
1: But yeah, yeah, like we wore our digital pets on our pants. I remember that. I remember that. Oh man.
0: Yeah, that's not a cool remember, at all. I remember that the little chain thing that you're talking about. I yes. forget what it's called, but it, yeah. was,
1: it, was, it was yeah, it was like a spring-loaded hook on, yeah. but double-sided, one solid piece of metal, yeah. aluminum. Yeah, yeah.
0: I and like then... went to the like a hardware store and <laughs> got that got that with my dad. Like, oh, because I wanted a wallet chain. This how 90s? Oh, yeah. like middle school is this. I had a parted down the middle bowl cut, black hoodie black hoodie like and like you were that, that was like your shorts, u- uniform
1: like you wear that black hoodie every knock day. knockoff
0: vans shoes mm-hmm. i was a poser through yep. and through classic 90s like poser and i wanted a wallet chain and that was the that was the clip thing i went with my dad i was like dad i want a wallet chain he was like what the heck are you talking about and so I like went to the heart. And he's like, you want a chain? Okay, let's go to the hardware store. <laughs> we were going to like Hot Topic or anything like no, that. No. It was like, no, okay, I'll go where there are chains. I, I'll go where there and are so chains. And so I found this like totally utilitarian <laughs> like spring hook thing. It was probably made of some kind of like construction grade yeah, metal or, like something, some you know. yeah, or something. Galvanized steel or something like that.
1: I don't know. Yeah, well, you brought me one. I really appreciated it. That was also the, That was also the year you discovered that the pilot Dr. Grip um, could be taken oh, yeah. apart and disassembled and put back together and taken apart and oh, put back yeah. together
0: over and over and over that again. mechanical pencil, yeah, I yeah. was into that.
1: You love that pen mm-hmm. or pencil. Yes. Um, so yeah. yeah, and then high- uh, That's hi- so funny.
0: I'm You have such specific memories. I've not thought about this in 30 years. Oh yeah, no, wow. it's, it's in
1: there. High school, we weren't, we didn't hang out much. I don't think we had any classes together. We didn't have any classes. We were so, like
0: friendly. Like we'd yeah, like absolutely. sit at lunch. Yeah. Like we didn't avoid yeah. each other. Um, so, and, yeah.
1: you know, we had some mutual friends, but we didn't really hang out at all. Yeah. Um, uh, you were in a band, though, that I was. With, with some of my friends. So mm-hmm. I would see you play every now and then. You played yeah. bass. I did. I, I recorded, you know, I was, I was, I brought my camcorder everywhere. I was that kid, like just yep. always with a camcorder recording everything. And it was before everybody had a camera on their phone. So if you see a weird kid walking around with a camera, like the teachers were like, why does he have that? Is that okay? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I guess. It's, it's fine. Like the
0: like, like Freaks and Geeks, like that show. Yeah. It's kind of like that vibe. Yeah, yeah it was. They but they didn't, like, geeky. no,
1: I didn't get in trouble because there wasn't really a, there was no precedent for a kid recording things he shouldn't be. So they're like, I guess that's fine. I remember you
0: just literally, like, walk around the school, like, just recording Everything. Things.
1: Everything. So much garbage. Yeah. I have 50 tapes now. I have 50 tapes. And they're wow. all filled with just nonsense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was me, Brian, Brian, like you, you were like chorus leader and this other club leader. And I was just a like, goof. Um, so yeah, probably for the best that you might not have hired me if you spent more time with me in high school. So I'm glad that
0: I spent enough time with you I knew, it. I knew,
1: I mean, we, you knew I wasn't like a, you know, bad kid or anything, but no, no, no. golly, yeah, we, 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 we definitely matured at different rates. I'll say that.
0: Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it.
1: Uh, but yeah, then after high school, um, uh i didn't see you until like we didn't engage at all like facebook happened so you know
0: facebook came out like a couple years after we graduated high school well 2004 i think to facebook came out yeah it was like college students only for a little while but i was i mean i was sort of active on facebook in college and then sort of not really but i don't think that i even,
1: um i didn't even i basically it was probably about uh Six years went by until, you know, Honestly, I got I got yeah. married in 2008. So around then...
0: Yeah, it was pretty much right before then.
1: Yeah, around then, I had noticed that, uh, you know, because on Facebook, you had talked about your business. You were making pens. Mm-hmm. And I only had two groomsmen, just my brother. So I thought I could afford something nice for him. So I was like, you know what would be cool? A pen for my old buddy, Brian Goulet. Like, These so- pens are
0: nice, and he's not... He doesn't know what... His labor is worth. Right. So they're so, affordable enough. Yeah. I was so, not charging enough for those pens.
1: But, um, uh, so, uh, yeah, I connected with you. Uh, mm-hmm. Me and my fiance came over and saw your wood shop before it was converted into a fountain pen That's right. Um, just, you know, ducts and pipes and air filtration stuff everywhere. And yep. I picked out wood and hardware for the mm-hmm. pens. It was actually really fun.
0: Yeah, it was um, fun. So and I was like, oh look, somebody who like cares about this stuff because Rachel was like, really, all this? Yeah, I can go down. The <laughs> I was like, holes. I promise, I'll make this into something. Yep. <laughs> this will be something meaningful. And then and Shannon and Rachel
1: chatted while we did that. Um yep.
0: I remember she helped with uh, her wedding favors because yep. that was she was kind of stressed out about the favors. And Rachel's like just naturally super like good at organizing things like that yeah well we
1: organize everything ourselves pretty much so we just had like a bunch of candies in little bags that we hadn't put together yet so Rachel and Shannon just put those together while we were talking about wooden pens yep so we were like well we should probably invite the ghoulias to the wedding then shouldn't we so we did that (laughs) we might have had some like extra ones in the car or something like oh also here come to our wedding yeah right (laughs) uh and then uh you went to the wedding and then uh probably let's see so that was 2008 and then I joined in 2011. So another two years went by, and that was when you. Yeah, we we're like,
0: we're like kept in touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were chatting. Yeah. You helped
1: me with a Halloween costume thing because I, right. I had a Riddler cane, a green pole with a gold question mark on it that my grandfather had made, but it was very crude. And I was like, I want to, I want to do the Riddler again for Halloween, but this thing looks all janky. So I came over and you, you were helped. like,
0: Can you help me make this question mark? Yeah, so wood you, look yeah, more you, you like an actual question off. mark.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we did do that. That was like a little yeah, random thing, a little fun project. And then uh, I think we yeah, just kind
0: of just casually kept in touch. Yeah. And then
1: in 2011, um, you posted on Facebook that you needed some help. And I was in a miserable, miserable you were like, job. I hate my job. It was terrible. I was a title examiner <laughs> for a uh, foreclosure firm, and it was 2008. So everybody was getting their house taken. And oh, man, I was yeah, absolutely the worst job. I had been laid off previous to that. And mm. that was just the first job I could get. Uh, yeah. So I was not in a good place professionally. But um, we came over again after that. And uh, I remember you were just like, oh, so good to see you. And you were like, well, let me just show you around. This is what I'm doing now since, you know, I had seen the wood shop and right. have seen your current operation.
0: And I was like, yeah, I sort of transitioned away from the pen making thing. Yeah. And now we're transitioning into this phone pen like, thing. I was like, I don't even care. And you, what, I think you were, I I think you were literally like, if you can meet my hourly rate I'm currently making now, okay. I will come here tomorrow and quit my job. <laughs> um,
1: so I, I, we went there and, you know, walked around and just talking with you and Rachel again. And mm. Shannon in the garage Um, This is like one of the biggest, you know, in retrospect, one of the biggest moments of my life was Shannon, my wife, started crying because she just had such a good feeling from the two of you, (laughs) you and your passion toward this project, how intentional you had taken your garage and made it into something completely different. Mm. And knowing that I was excited, she just broke down. I was like, Drew, you, this is, this is for you. This Mm. is. This is where you need to be from now on. And So wild. Yeah, it was a really big deal. It was really,
0: I mean, I guess like compared to what it had been previously, it was impressive. But now looking back on it, I mean, we have pictures. We just had our 13th anniversary. So we like dug through old pictures and like shared it with our team and stuff like that. And seeing like what things were like back in the garage days, as we call it. It was quite crudely kind of put together. I mean, thoughtful, but like yeah. we just didn't have a lot of. But resources. I was I was
1: miserable, man. Like the being oh. in that job, like no one looked each other in the eye. It was just a just a fluorescent light ocean of cubicles, just like like oh. you'd imagine. Yeah. Um, everybody was miserable. I left it. I left every day, just like feeling like the life had been sucked out of me. So e- even in those early days, even just Brian, Rachel, and one other guy in their home in their garage, there was an it factor that Shannon recognized Mm. and knew that there was something special there. I didn't, I was just like, I just need to get the hell out. Um, (laughs) but she saw something and you know, now it's very clear that there was indeed something, Mm. but she, there was something about you too, that just Mm. was different and worth investing in and worth taking a chance on. So, uh, I took a chance on that and they took a chance on me and, uh, here we are.
0: That's yeah, that pretty much gets you all up to speed. So it was like we we were definitely had like a friendship from elementary school into middle school, but then it was really like a solid ten, almost fifteen year gap. Yeah, probably you not know, more like a ten year gap of like just casually keeping in touch, but not. But not like so. you knew
1: enough about about me to know that I wasn't like a you know miscreant or criminal or a, bull, no, a bully no. or anything. I like. mean, you always a good dude. Yeah, just, just so like, was, you know hyperactive you know weirdo like there's nothing nothing <laughs> dangerous about that you knew i was at least honest sure. you know i wasn't one of those kids that yeah. broke other people's toys and stuff like that so
0: no you weren't throwing trapper keepers at people <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you're, I, the,
0: you're on the receiving yeah, end right? <laughs> you or me or Somebody, both, of us both of us probably we're a recipient of that but yeah there you go
1: yeah oh. i'm sure i'm sure you had been over to some birthday parties and stuff
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, my memories are very disjointed from my childhood because that was, that was kind of a long time ago at it this point. It kind of
1: was. I remember your Kinex roller coaster. I remember all your ninja, ninja Turtles transformers and things like that. Uh, yep. I definitely remember playing the Jaguar.
0: Yes, my dad bought an Atari Jaguar. Yeah, I remember before I, think that had, a, I think you had a
1: game called uh, Bub- Bubsy. Uh, or bugsy mm. like a cat that could glide or something like okay, that
0: yeah all the games are terrible on that system
1: <laughs> i remember playing something like that yeah yeah but uh yeah i remember so uh and of course i remember the the gazebo and the bumper pool table and yes that yes. front room where the computer was mm-hmm. yep
0: yeah it was a interesting experience growing up with my parents and the business in the house and all that kind of stuff i mean a lot of that translated to what rachel and i sought to do you know that's part of why we started the business in the house it was like it was really cool Being around like raising the kids in the house, I literally never knew that it was going to be anything more than just me and Rachel in the house together. So that's why when it was like, crap, we need help. Hey, do you want to work in our garage around our kid? We have no benefits, no paid time off. None of that. We're like, we literally just need to pack some orders. And you were like, I hate my job. Let's yeah, do it. Yeah. I like you, but, but, and it's like All yeah, right, we're there, vibing. <laughs> there was a lot
1: of there was a lot of trust there because like oh, yeah. I, that's I,
0: mostly what it was at that point. It was,
1: <laughs> but but I think that you know
0: there was good, dis- despite working. having
1: a big gap in between um, yeah. you know, spending time with each other, I think because of the the pens that I bought and then just the random sure. working together on random projects, there there was enough context there oh, yeah. to know that, you know, there was there was some mutual trust there. Yeah. And it I'm wasn't not- it wasn't as big of a gamble as it
0: no. And I'm not like a super social butterfly myself anyway. So most of my social relationships end up being very periodic, you yeah. know, meaningful amongst a, you know, relatively intimate group of people. But it's not like I'm getting together every weekend with people socially. Right. You know, there's a lot going on and all that kind of stuff. But like the people that I stay in touch with, like I'm on very solid terms for a long, long, long time. Yeah. So that, that fits into that. So yeah, wow, that's really funny. I appreciate all those <laughs> all those memories that you have. I, oh, yeah. I've forgotten about so much of that. I wish okay. I could recall more other specific things, but oh, I could, I, I could, you covered I could, quite a bit. Yeah, also I could go on, but I, yeah. I won't. Cool, all right, let's bring it back to pens for a minute. We're gonna do a spotlight on the Twisby Precision. All right, cool, well, Twisby Precision. So just did a video not too long ago. Um, few weeks ago maybe oh, yeah. about the overview of like all the twisby, twisby pins.
1: explained
0: yeah so this was in the latter part of that video um the precision so this one you know honestly if you took off the twisby logo you may not even recognize that it it's a twisby because yeah. it 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 i mean it's still a good precision all that type of stuff no pun intended but like it has like the obviously build quality and things like that that i would expect from them but it doesn't have the same obvious look. You right, it's definitely like the not demonstrator a demonstrator. And you know what I always oh, think I of up. is
1: the, mm-hmm. I remember the time we did I think it was either on uh, I think it was a Right Now episode where you we were doing the blindfold thing and you chose the precision for one of mine. And I was trying to identify it. Yeah. And it took me a while because I it just felt like a Karen Dosh.
0: Yeah, the clip. The clip has and a the, great, facets. And the hexagonal. Yeah. Yeah it's, yeah, it's got a little I Caran was like, what the heck
1: is this thing? Mm-hmm. I just was totally lost because I honestly kind of forgot about the precision. So that's another reason why we wanted is, to kind of yeah. dig in a little bit and bring something up that maybe you don't think about a whole lot. Because sometimes I don't.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's only one color. It's just this like slate gray kind of color, which I do really like. Yeah. It's like this brushed you know, aluminum kind of a kind of a color. Um, the weight's pretty good. I think the the size of it's really good. Um, you know, and it does post pretty easily. It kind of looks like it should be
1: a mechanical pencil.
0: It definitely has a mechanical know, pencil kind of a vibe. I can't yeah.
1: tell you why I feel like it looks like that, but
0: yeah, it makes sense. And like it does, kind of look like, especially the clip, kind of looks like the karyndosh. Also,
1: this thing looks like a looks like it
0: should be a button. Looks like a yeah, I could see that. But, I mean, it's, it functions well. I mean, it's they've got O-rings, you know, and stuff like that. So, it's like all the pieces, even though it's metal, it doesn't feel like scratchy, like metal on metal no, all no, the no. time. It's very comfortable. The grip is removable, which is super nice. You don't see that really almost ever on metal pens, mm-hmm. you know, Do you which take is it super apart nice. like
1: a standard Twisby with a, with a wrench?
0: Yeah, you can. I mean, you don't have to. It's a piston fill. So, I mean, you you don't have to take it apart to clean it, and stuff right? Like but the that, back but, end, like that. Yeah, I mean, it if opens you, up, and you've got those, mm-hmm.
1: the spot for the wrench
0: there. Yeah, yep. it's got the spot for the wrench, yeah. so you can just put the wrench right on there, and you can. Undo now, it
1: here's and, my thing, though. I need to see where that piston is while uh, I'm assembling it. Okay. So, I like I wouldn't know if I'm assembling it correctly.
0: It's a little, it's a little more challenging to do that. Yeah, a ton still more. Be, challenging. It can still be done. Yeah, I mean. On this one, it would be more so like if the piston was too far down, it would be hard because then the back would still made up to the, like the knob was still made up to the back of the pen. And if the piston was too far down, how would you really know? Right. Unless you know you know, about how far down it should go.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so
0: that's true. That is a little more... I would not
1: disassemble that thing. However, I will say that if anybody... Some people are more wary of acrylic because of cracking issues and things like that. If you would like to try a Twisby and you don't want to deal with plastic or acrylic because of its durability...
0: That's true, you're this, not...
1: This would be the Twisby option for you. I haven't heard
0: of anything like that happening on this pen. But it's no, not no. nearly as popular either, so... No. I don't think, uh, you know...
1: This one and the Classic really are not... The yeah. forefront of Twisby's.
0: I mean, this pen's only been around for a couple of years, so it's it's newer to their line of pens. The classic's been around for a while.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the Precision's been around for at least five years.
0: Hmm. I mean, I guess like since COVID first started, it was like almost three years. COVID, at this point. yeah.
1: COVID makes makes things weird, Brian.
0: I know. I'm like <laughs> totally losing my <laughs> sense of time. Like even
1: before COVID, I think we had had it for a couple of years. Like we really? hadn't. We had, it
0: in, we had it in the old space. Did we really? No. Yeah. No. Get out of here. I'm we had twi- sure we, we had Twisby pencils in the old space. Maybe that's what you're thinking. Mm, of. Maybe because they looked very similar. Maybe.
1: I can't. I don't know. I can't <laughs> believe that this is like six years old. No
0: way. Oh man. You <laughs> they, you'd think we would have researched this? I mean, we've we, definitely
1: we, had other Twizby pens come out after this for sure. Like, oh you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, for sure. The swipe, the swipe, and, swipe the go, and the go. Yeah. And, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, it uses the number five nib. So it's the same size nib as what's on the 580, which is nice. So it's a little bit bigger than what's on the Eco and, and the Go and all that stuff. Um, so, I mean, the nib is going to write similarly to all those. Um, I'm trying to think of what else to say. The nib options, I, forget, I think it's extra fine through broad. Um, it's on our site. But, yeah, I mean, it writes well. I just It's like an $80 pen. So it's like... It's still very, very reasonably priced for like what yeah. it is.
1: It's right. So it's right there at, you know, a little bit more than the VAC 700 or the equivalent of a VAC 700 if you're getting one of the premium ones like, sure, you know, sure. the iris or, you know, with a stub yeah. nib. Yeah. So right up there, but with a piston and more, I guess, professional looking. Yeah. Demonstrators to a lot of people look cheap. I They're definitely not cheap at all, but some people just don't vibe with the clear pen. You think so? Really? Oh, absolutely. Huh. Oh, yeah. Um, I think a lot, of, a lot of entrenched fountain pen people are very understanding. Like, oh, yeah, demonstrators are fine and great. And yeah, hang. yeah. But I think a lot of folks just never, I think, on the, uh, like, right in the beginning, demonstrators look like cheap pens to a lot of people until they kind of get into it. But then some people just don't shake that. And they're just like, I'm just not a demonstrator person, for sure. Hmm. So, and if you're not a demonstrator person, toysbee as a brand probably just a bunch of, it's just a full of red flags for you. but.
0: Keep in mind that
1: that they do have non-demonstrator options.
0: That's true. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what else to say. Yeah,
1: there it is. The Precision.
0: Go check it out if you're interested. But whatever. It's not new. How does
1: that clip stay on?
0: That's a great question. That kind of freaks me out. Some kind of magic. My guess is that it's like attached... You know, right beneath where the clip is, but then it's also got those little wings that kind of grab on. I don't think that's the only thing. I no, it, it can't be. It must because be it like... kind of looks like a Koikeo clip that like slides yeah, on. Yeah, it, but it just... must be like a
1: post in a no, hole. No, I think it's
0: more fixed. Yeah. Wow. That's you can't see it. Does it? You can't see it from inside the cap, can you? Oh, like if you open Excuse it up, me. there's probably an insert in there. If I had to guess. Nope, there is an insert. There's an insert. Yeah. Okay. I wonder if you can pull the insert out. I don't know. Probably. I've never the tried. Pencil trick. Yeah. Anyway, really tried it. There you go. Pretty cool pen. Precision. Honestly. Precision. Precision. All right, Drew. What's happening? Brian, oh, what's that's, happening? That's what's up now. Well, I'll
1: tell you what's happening. Tell me. I ate too much pizza. Okay. The end. Is that no, a thing? Um, uh, no, not really. <laughs> I mean, I consumed pizza every day for like four days straight, but uh, that, that. I'll give you the, I'll give you the why behind that. So okay. Friday we get a call from our friends uh, Ori, and, uh, Ori and Justin and um, they wanted to know if we could uh, keep their son Sal who is Archer's best pal okay. um, overnight because they were doing something that involved late night. We we're like absolutely bring Sal over he's a joy. So Archer's best pal got to come over and stay the night which is great. Oh, that's Because funny. We were over at their house not too long ago and of course Archer was super sad and wanted to stay the night. Oh yeah. So it just kind of worked out. So nice. that's good. Um, I don't think that um, he gets as much screen time at his house, but then us were just like, yeah, play video games, watch TV, whatever. So yeah, uh, you know, he got the VR headset on and he just loved screwing around with that thing. So yeah, they had a good time. They slept in a fort that they made out of by just putting blankets all over that indoor jungle gym that I nice. built, Archer.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
1: Um, yeah, Archer couldn't. Couldn't hang though, so I, I go up <laughs> late. So we put them to bed. You know, they, okay. we'd let them stay up later than normal. So they sure. went down at like ten something. But I go up, you know, around midnight. No, around eleven. And I just peek in there and just to see if they're talking or anything. You yeah, know, I don't hear anything, but because it's black, I'm like I can't see anything. But then I just heard, I can't sleep. I'm like, <laughs> so obviously Archer could see me. I couldn't oh, see yeah. him. I'm like, okay, come here. So he came out and he was just like, I can't go to sleep. I don't have my fan. It's like, oh, okay, <laughs> buddy. So I I, I let him into his room and, you know, turn on his fan for him. But then he's like, I would if Sal wakes up and I'm not there. I was like, that's fine. You'll probably wake up before him anyway because you wake up way too early. Um, and that's what happened. He woke up early, went back in there. Sal was you none, never none the wiser. Nice. But the next day he's like, can I sleep back in my fort? do you have a little fan? I was like, yeah, we have a little fan. So I found a little <laughs> fan, brought it in there for him. Nice. He got to sleep in the little fort. So <clears throat> we weird. had pizza that night because okay. sleepover, it's easy pizza. Yep. Um, and then we had uh, pizza last night
0: as a family. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> and then uh, Saturday, uh, Saturday night. Um, I had leftover pizza that night. And then uh Sunday, he went to a birthday party for one of his friends at a trampoline park. Yep. They had pizza that's there. A, that's so pe- what pizza for lunch. Wow. And then Sunday, uh I had pizza for leftover pizza for lunch. Oh wow. So yeah. A lot of pizza. Yeah. A lot of pizza happening there.
0: Okay.
1: Um and then uh yeah, oh yeah. We went to uh on Saturday, we went to a craft fair with um Michael Brooks and his wife oh, Brittany fun. and their two okay. kids. Nice. And so Archer got a lot of kid interaction this weekend. Yeah. It was you know sleepover, yeah. sleepover on uh, Friday night, and then Michael and Brittany and their two girls on Saturday. We went to a craft fair at the uh, um, at the it's at the Richmond um, uh, Raceway. Um, they just set up oh, a bunch yeah. of booths. It's not so much a farmers market, mostly a craft fair. Yeah, but we did not dress appropriately. It was so cold, and it didn't oh. seem cold hmm. when I went outside to check the weather.
0: This was outdoors? Yeah. Um, it was we were
1: freezing. It was it miserable. It was pretty chilly this weekend. And it was windy. Yeah. Um so that was kind of miserable, but then afterwards we went to Boulevard Burgers and Brews and I got my favorite uh hamburger. Nice. Uh, so that was nice. And uh so yeah, a, a, among the pizza pile was a very delicious burger. Okay. It has like it had, you know, a big patty, some uh jalapenos, a spicy mayonnaise, a opened up piece of chorizo sausage and then an egg it's like Mm. i love it so much wow it's fantastic um and then yeah so a lot of a lot of kid interaction with all that and then the trampoline park obviously
0: i'm sure it was a madhouse
1: always always um
0: (laughs) after like five days of eating pizza yeah
1: i just so many things that i i see archer doing and i have to just explain to him that kids are jerks um Mm. anytime he tried to do something he had these foam the foam cubes that you know they jump into the pool up oh yeah and he was just started setting some up and other kids started to just run by kick them yeah and he's like why do they do that I'm like because kids are jerks yeah kids, it kid, doesn't kid, get better as they age kids have <laughs> if they see something that can be knocked over a pile of legos or a mm-hmm. castle or whatever there's just there's this draw this pull to this, mm-hmm. i need to knock that over they can't help themselves yeah and uh yeah i think Archer hears us complain a lot about inconsiderate people <laughs> Uh, because he likes to use that word a lot. Because we'll be in line and somebody will like, cut the line. Or like we'll be, you know, cars will be merging. We're like, oh, there's an accident. We should go ahead and merge. And then other cars just zoom by. And we're like, ah. Oh. So Archer knows the word mm. inconsiderate and what it looks like. Because we are just always saying that. So he's like, that that kid was just being very inconsiderate. I was like, yes. Wow. Yes, he was. What
0: a little gentleman.
1: Yeah, well. He, he, he has his moments. I'm sure. He has his moments. <laughs> Don't we all? Um, <laughs> update to the outdoor porch lights oh yes please power washer came through sent me a hundred dollar check
0: hey so that's nice.
1: you know i think that the lights will buy or are, are about 70 a piece mm-hmm. so yeah i'll still need to pay a little bit of something but
0: still though, that's pretty, yeah pretty respectable
1: i agree yeah. i agree so i won't need to get on the google and say anything negative about them. in fact i might even say something positive so yeah that would be might good as well that'd be good um and it's then hard work. Hard work. i bought another twisby swipe as a gift because that is that is that is my go. That's go-to, what you do now. That's yeah. my go-to gift pen. Okay. Uh, what color? What color? Uh, oh, ice blue. Nice new one. Oh, a good one. I, I bought one for Archer's teacher uh, okay. because she has just been magnificent. Like he had a graded. He he got straight A's by the way, um, which is great. Um, oh, wow, nice. So we owe him a trip to the arcade. But he got a forty, an F on something, and she sent it home, emailed us before it got home, mm-hmm. said Archer's Archer has an F on something. I need, want you to let him know that's not a big deal. If you can go over this with him mm. and let me know you went over with him, I'll change it to a 75. I'm like, that's oh my nice. gosh. Yeah. I was like, wow, she is so nice. And, wow. and, and, and all it ended up being was that he was supposed to create division problems and he was mm. just doing them in the wrong way. Wow. So rather than saying, you know, eight divided by two is four, he was saying four divided by two, no, like. 4 divided by 8 is 2. He was just getting them mixed okay. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that caused like all of them to be wrong and gave uh, him an abysmal grade. But then once I talked to him about it, he's like, "Oh, oh yeah, no I know that." I'm like,
0: "Just misunderstood the instructions." I was yeah. like,
1: "No, he's just rushing, being sloppy." He's like, "I didn't know uh-huh. that was graded." I'm like, "All right, treat everything like it's graded." Uh-huh. And then it was fine. I was like, "What a what a class act." Wow. You know, what a just I told him, I was like, dude, you're going to appreciate her. As you get older, yeah. you're going to realize that some teachers are not great and some of them are just rock stars. I think it's a
0: middle school. And, yeah, you know. and
1: she's just a rock star. Nice. So I'm really excited. Got her a bulb syringe as well, of course. <laughs> <But> <laughs> you just
0: made that accessories video. And like, I, I, it needs to have one. Like, yeah. I'm
1: never going to give somebody another pen without giving them a bulb syringe. It, it's a good idea. Now, he's going to bring it to school and she's going to see like, oh, cool, a pen, some ink, um, a booger sucker. Okay. Um, why is this here? What is that so all about? Yeah, it might be a little jarring for her
0: okay.
1: at first, um, because it's it's labeled like a ear ulcer <laughs> syringe It doesn't yeah. say
0: pen cleaning tool it's on not, it. It's not made as a bulb syringe. No, we, we use so it. we're repurposing something made for another <laughs> yep, industry. Yeah. So
1: that'll be interesting. But either way, I'm sure that once she uses it, she will she will appreciate it. So nice. that's going her way as well that's from awesome. a uh, you know from a fountain pen perspective anyway. and uh yeah nothing uh nothing else going on there we'll probably go to some holiday lights events here um in the future it's like
0: a big thing in richmond like the they have like a whole tacky lights tour and all that we'll probably
1: do uh, bush gardens Oh, nice! They have their Christmas town thing, yeah, and then really, we'll yeah. probably go to the. It's really nice. We'll yeah. probably do Lewis Ginner as well. Kings Dominion
0: does a, a winter fest. Oh, thing. do they? It's pretty, pretty decent. No, yeah, yeah. Been to that the one. Bush Gardens one's a little nicer, but yeah, well, Kings Dominion is
1: twice as expensive too. Yeah, it's ludicrous, man. You know, parking's twenty dollars.
0: I think it's that way. Kings Dominion too. Twenty dollars for parking. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. But if you get passes, then that's. I often included. And that kind of, yeah. Yeah. yeah usually get coupons somewhere too.
1: Tis the season. For yes, price gouging. That's right,
0: indeed. Oh, That's right. Cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I've had like just little life things happening, but nothing life crazy. Life nuggets. Yeah. Um, definitely been working, like uh, you know, uh, trying to get my my just work stuff back in order. Mm. You know, I've been, like, working from home for oh, a while with you COVID. and Jen in your office. Oh, yeah. I, like, oh, man. I brought in, like, bins and bins of stuff.
1: That was a whole day.
0: Yeah, that I've just had at home and product samples and pens that I've acquired since COVID that I need to, like, catalog and get into my Dude, I bet that was exhausting.
1: And... Like, a whole day, Brian yeah, and his assistant not done, but, had know. a table set up in his office. Oh, it's like... still there. Yep. Oh, man.
0: Yeah, we're sorting through it all, but it's, it's, it's a project. Like, you so, had all... You
1: yeah. had your... You know, we talked about Brian's pen cabinets a couple episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Like, you had a spreadsheet for all those, and now that thing's oh, yeah. all out the window, right?
0: No, no, that's it's. We were updating the spreadsheet. No and way. Had, yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah, so mm. I had like, I had all the pens that I needed to access because we were shooting videos from home a lot, and we were doing the pen cast. Started that at home, so like all the stuff that I needed access to, I needed a bunch of pens. So I'd like grabbed a whole bunch of different things from different brands just so that I can like have access and you know be able to reference them. You know, but then like, since we've kind of come back, I'm like living in both worlds and whatever pens I needed were not in the place where I was. Oh my God, I'm
1: getting exhausted just thinking about this.
0: And just like all the paperwork and all the just, all the various physical things that I've had split basically amongst two locations All the random sample products
1: that we've decided not to carry that Drew's just dumped in your office when you weren't around. All that stuff. And depending
0: depending on what COVID status we were in, you know, if we were more primarily at home, I would have like samples from manufacturers like sent to my house instead of the office and you know so it was like it has just been kind of a mess for a while so i was kind of at the point where i was like you know what this is like really getting stressful so i'm gonna like take all my stuff and the the timing was pretty good because we had rachel's whole family staying with us for thanksgiving including a five and seven year old who are not around these pens all the time and don't know that it's like how we pay the bills. So like my kids know you don't just like grab random pens and go stick them in the toaster or whatever. But like a five-year-old may not know about that. So I had to pretty much pack up like a lot of my stuff that was just kind of around the house and put it all like in my closet. So I was like, you know what? Even before I like the family was coming, I was like, you know what? might be a good time for me to like gather everything back up together and then bring it back to the office, sort through it all. And then I can kind of start fresh. So I kind of did that knowing that I was going to bring everything back in. And then we like scheduled some time and I like canceled some meetings and just made extra time because it's like just it's a lot of stuff to go through over almost three years. And um, it's definitely a lot. It's at least it's at least 150 pens that I've acquired during that time, which is like four to five a month, which is not for my situation. (laughs) Keep in mind every single like color and version of every exclusive. Oh, yeah. You know, just that right there is at least two thirds of oh, yeah. it. and then you know other other things and all kinds of samples and and stuff like that. So it's it's just a lot of stuff to physically sort through. Again, yeah. no one's like playing a violin for me, but um, it's you know just I don't know they, to if manage. they if,
1: me walking into that office and seeing all the organization that I will play a violin for you. It's, that it's, that's not a situation I want to be in. Yeah, here.
0: it's 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 a bit. I man would manage.
1: gladly yeah. trade 150 pens to not have to do any of that. 100. <laughs> percent Yeah,
0: and like some of it is like. Yeah, it's like my my personal pen collection or whatever, but honestly a lot of it is like just for historical reference yeah. for the company. You know, it's not like I'm, you know, desiring and like needing all these pens. It's like it's it's for posterity, yeah. right? So so there's a lot of that, but it does all have to be managed. And mm-hmm. like it's a this the spreadsheet is is strong. It's getting a lot of, a lot of cells in that spreadsheet uh yeah. at this point, but you know, we catalog it all and you know, I don't keep a super detailed record of every single aspect of it, but I do try to keep some records because like especially when you get into like things like a lami safari you know i have many of them so like trying to keep track of how many of which ones and the nib sizes and stuff like that it's it's a lot to lots to keep yeah. track of so when you uh
1: write off a pen for your personal collection mm-hmm. do you have to do different sort of like that that's not something you need to claim on company taxes right because it's technically sold
0: it, it depends it depends what it is oh, really? yeah like yeah i mean obviously this is Not legal, financial advice, whatever, talk to your CPA. But um, it depends. Like things that we're using for like marketing and promotion purposes, that's like one classification. Technically, if you're using something personally, like if it has nothing to do with the company, and say you, you know, say I just wanted to like have a bunch of journals or something at Mm -hmm. home, or I wanted to like have stuff as gifts that I give out to my family members, that you pay different taxes. It's called personal use tax.
1: So when you say you want to have something for posterity, that still is. Company? Yeah, yeah. Oh. That's like company stuff. Okay. So it's
0: like marketing promotion, like that type of stuff. Oh. Same thing as if we're buying like product samples or, you know, if we're, you know, it's it's no different than if we're buying, you know, shelving and, you know, whatever, yeah. that type of stuff. So, Interesting. Okay. You know, up to a certain price point, it gets to be like that. When you get over a certain dollar amount, then things are considered more like fixed assets and it's a whole different so do tax you catalog- category. So
1: that too, like which I keep track are... of the
0: price, yeah. No, no, I like do you keep track stuff. of
1: like which things are written off for continued company use and which ones are just like completely totally Brian personal?
0: I mean, yeah, yeah, like if it's something that we're gonna like give out to family or something like that. I mean, if it's if I'm keeping it, it's it's for company use. Like that's that's all the stuff that I'm oh really all of it really yeah oh. yeah pretty much just because I'm just referencing keep it yeah we're photographing yeah. it all the time I'm using it in videos that's true you know it's like um, you know I might. You know, if I'm like buying something completely, you know, unrelated and it's not a product that we're going to sell, yeah. and, you know, then then that's different. I see. You know, I have stuff that I bought. And, and if that's the case, I'll just buy it. Yeah. Just my own personal yeah. funds. I won't even have anything to do with the company. Fair. Um that But I mean, my my whole life basically is the company. So it's like what fountain pen things am I buying that don't have anything to do with this company? Like, yeah. No, it's, you're it's right. Much, so it all kind of falls into that category. Yeah. And then like you see it all the time, like customer care is, you know, wanting to write with something or experience something like we
1: needed a picture pulling, of your M90 last week. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like we're all drawn from the same pool there, yep. um, you know, and that kind of a thing. So, you know, most of that kind of falls into that category.
1: So are you thinking um, about halfway done with the organization or?
0: Um, I think I'm mostly over the hump. There's a, nice. there a lot. there's a lot. There's like basically ink. There's a you know fair amount of like paperwork and stuff like that to go through, um, and then just a lot of like cataloging pens. Oof. So I'm probably about, uh maybe like halfway through cataloging the pens. Mm-hmm. I got probably like sixty five, seventy of them done so far. So there's definitely some more. you gonna try to do more of that this
1: week, or wait until you get yeah, back? Yeah, we're from just vacation. gonna. Yeah, I'm just
0: gonna keep knocking it out as yeah. we have time. Yeah.
1: As, so, as you have time.
0: As I have time. Well, I'm oh. making time. Making <laughs> time. Canceling meetings, making time. Oh for that. man. Yeah, it's it's it'll get there but you know so there's that um been trying for a while to get my kids to watch Hamilton (gasps) so I've listened to the soundtrack like probably 150 times all the way through I've only actually said I didn't know
1: you liked it that much
0: I kind of got into it a while ago it was like as COVID was kind of first hitting and uh it was something I just listened to like over and over and over again because I was like you know fixing stuff around the house and like that kind of stuff nice um So I watched it, or I listened to it many times before. Yeah, I've never seen it. I don't know when I would ever get the opportunity to go see it in person. But um, saw that when Disney put it out during COVID on the uh, Disney Plus, that was the first time I saw it, and I was like, "Oh, this makes so much more sense. I can like more easily distinguish who is who." Mm. Um, So I've like wanted to watch it with the kids. But, you know, at the time, had a, a, couple, had a, a couple of years ago, I had a it was like, like copy you know. for
1: a while oh, yeah. before Disney came out with theirs. Yeah. I mean, it's
0: really well done, too. So yeah. it's like, uh, but I mean, now I think the kids, they've had enough of their friends that have kind of seen it and they've like been exposed to more of the songs and that kind of a thing. So they like sort of casually expressed interest in it. But it's like, I think they've got they've got some of my genes because it's like because it's, it's long. It's like two and a half, two hours, 45, something like that. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, it's pretty long, lengthy, you know, thing to sit down and watch, especially for a kid, you know? So it's like every time we would bring it up, it's like, Hey, let's watch Hamilton this weekend. And then it roll around. And they're like, well, you know, and then they would like really push back on it. And so I didn't want to like force it and then have the whole time be like, is it over when it I was like, no, I want you guys to like, want to watch yeah. this. So, you know, this weekend, I mean, no, was it this weekend? Yeah. This weekend they originally wanted to watch it like with Rachel's parents when they came to visit, but then that didn't happen. All this kind of stuff. And I was like, kids, we're making so many excuses. Let's just watch it up until the like the first King George like song. Cause that's the song they know the most, you know? And so I was like, let's just watch it to there and then we'll take it from there. So we watched it to there and then Joseph was super into it. Ellie was a little more like kind of squirmy about it. She's like, when is this? How many of the, but we made it all the way to the intermission and now they're both like excited to watch. More nice, of it. so it's so good. It's so good. Oh Did my you watch gosh. In the Heights? I had, I didn't watch In the Heights. It's i too. Yeah, I've heard yeah. I've heard it's good. Yeah, so it's on my list of things that I'll yeah, it's fun watch at some it's point. Well done. Yeah, so anyway, they're they're enjoying that. So that's pretty cool.
1: I'm excited to see. Uh, we've got. Um, Leslie Odom Jr. going to be in the new uh, *Knives Out* sequel um, oh, *Glass Onion*.
0: Cool. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which is
1: interesting because he was also in *Murder on the Orient Express*, which oh. the whole like murder mystery genre is yeah. not as much of a thing anymore. And yet hmm. he just happened to be in two I'm of be them. In
0: it. Okay. Maybe they will come back around. I,
1: I think he, there's
0: like Leslie, zombies. You know.
1: Oh, Aaron Burr Maybe seems suspicious to, to me. He's in. He's in two of them that's right that's right i don't know you know we have a hamilton license plate (laughs) who does i do on the on the on the mazda i didn't know that okay huh
0: didn't know that Mm -hmm. i'll have to check it
1: out yep (laughs) it's a it's a line from one of the songs nice that's um cool
0: um (laughs) also ordered a normal chess set so i talked about how like non-mario is this mario and this (laughs) lego pirate themed uh chess sets which are maddening to try to actually play. So I ordered like a legit nice. chess set, which is blue and white. So I like custom on brand like, and not like custom ordered it. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely on brand. Yeah. So uh, somebody that I know from like an e-commerce like networking group owns um, Chess House, which is a website that sells chess sets. There you go. So he's like, you know, doing the same kind of thing we're doing. Like they do education and teach kids and have tournaments and clubs and stuff like that. Um, Does chess sets. I was like, hey, cool. I get to like support my I happen to be friend. down the chess
1: rabbit hole personally. I get
0: to, yeah. So that's pretty fun. So uh, it should be delivered tomorrow. I'm pretty excited about it. So uh, we'll see. And I'm probably going to be more excited to actually build my own chess board once I get like actual chess pieces that I can, you know, kind of build off of.
1: You know what I'm having delivered tomorrow? What? Velma eyeglasses.
0: Velma eyeglasses? Like from Scooby-Doo? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh why two pair why, why because for a costume it's December mm-hmm. when Halloween Mm-mm. no
1: I have a friend whose <clears throat> okay. birthday is coming up and every year he likes to do a uh, dinner murder mystery party oh like last year the theme was Vegas murder something like that I don't know uh, and I there's was there's been a, a murder
0: a, in Savannah right
1: <laughs> <laughs> Voodoo mama juju. Voodoo mama juju, that's <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> I can see you having like an Angela-esque attitude. No, I was really like good that. last year. I was really, yeah? I, I yeah. fully committed. Yeah, okay. I
1: did. Um, my wife is it, won, my, is it
0: easier when you're like in a whole group and yeah. everybody's kind of... Yeah, I would think yeah. so. I would think my so. My wife
1: won drama queen though because she went all in. She was like... Well, she like does... Well, her husband had died. So and she was like, oh! So anytime you mention it, she just started crying and say like... And, and you're trying to figure out who the murderer is. So you're like asking probing questions. She'd be like... Are you a, you are the murderer. I'm like, no, no, no stop, 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 No, I'm not. No. She's like, he did So she's just accusing everybody. She was the murderer of course, the whole time. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yep. So anyway. Passing the
0: blame. So last yep.
1: year I was a lone uh, bookie. So like a Vegas bookie. So I wore like a skeezy brown velour track top. and So
0: you just like when your normal attire. You didn't no, even no. have to I bought a like, gold
1: chain from Amazon for like $7 and skeezy nice. glasses. So okay. this year I'm supposed to be an attorney, right? Um, so okay. not hard right there. Yep. But no. Everybody, regardless of the character they're assigned, Mm -hmm. my friend Josh, who's doing the party, he wants everybody to dress as Velma as those characters. So Velma from Scooby-Doo, meaning glasses, bob, wig, orange top, red bottoms. Wow. So I would be in like the Velma-themed attorney. Like it's just, oh my God, it's
0: so weird. Interesting. (sighs)
1: So anyway, I'm not wearing a wig. So I've decided. Oh, come on.
0: No you, not, no you can pull that off you can pull that look with, off
1: i've already bought a turtleneck and i bought some red pants. i bought i bought hmm. uh um a uh, corduroy burgundy corduroy it's
0: it's like sale it's like not a tire that most people have it's no, not just like I, wear a suit or wear a you know
1: so i figured <laughs> okay. okay i could potentially rewear some corduroy so i, I was like okay. that's that's fine okay red i mean orange turtleneck that thing was 13 dollars on sale at macy's so i need to go pick that up but <laughs> yeah, that's not getting worn again yeah fair enough but oh my god Yeah, and we'll have the big, big, I think they're Harry Potter glasses. Nice. Um, So we'll be, similar vibe, yeah. We'll be wearing those. Shannon has the hair already, so she'll be, Mm. she doesn't need to wear a wig, but yeah, that's like next weekend, I think.
0: All right. So take some pictures. I want to see that. Oh, man. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. You don't know, share on the podcast. I just oh, want to man. see it personally. No, no, no. I'll share it. I can't. I
1: can't mention it. Not. Not share it. Fair enough. It's well, just you did that to yourself. It's a lot. Uh, I love my friends.
0: Yes, you're a good friend. A good friend. um Yeah, I've definitely never done anything like that. I mean, I did like theater. I did. I did some stuff back in high school. I can't. Uh, you, ma- you did.
1: You did Robert Goulet.
0: I did do Robert Goulet.
1: <laughs> that, you were. You committed to that bit.
0: I did. Yeah. The, I had sort of an orange sweatery tur- turtlenecky yeah, type thing on that. That
1: was pretty good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So to make a complete 180 from that, um, not anything social, but I've been building some random crap. So um, I've been working outside, you know, as much as I can. And because uh, I love it. I just love, I love the colder weather too. There's no bugs. Absolutely. It's so the best. Oh, no um, flies. No fly. Yeah. It's just oh great. My God. Um, it is cold, but uh, whatever um but no but i mean simply so, like, i've been doing more like metal work type stuff which is really messy and dirty mm. and it's just like not as fun to like deal with metal dust is wood, as like is, sawdust is wood, so oh okay oh sawdust gotcha. well you don't want to mix the two. Oh no <laughs> so metal dust you know and sparks and stuff and sawdust and static not a, not a great combination is it easier to like
1: sweep up water? it's easier to
0: sweep up wood dust yeah like metal dusts i mean neither is good for you but metal dust is definitely worse yeah so and it's just really messy and it like smears and like metal splinters are super painful and harder to get out mm. so i try to do most of my metal work stuff outside and just like let it go into nature there you go um you know which maybe is not the best in its own respects but i have like this magnet thing on wheels that i go and i you know yeah if you run were, it over the grass after i cut stuff out. like
1: a, a- Business then yeah, yeah but this you're is doing like recreation. hobby stuff yeah yeah it's
0: very 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 really nothing in the grand scheme of things but um you know i'm like i have like a pickup truck and i'll fold the like tr- truck tailgate down and i'll work on that as a workbench or like i have cinder blocks and i'll like paint stuff on it and it's like it's really cobbled together and i'm like i'm, I'm like spending enough time working on the stuff outside like I should actually build like a work table to have outside so that's what i'm doing i'm building like a like pressure treated lumber building like a workbench that's oh, just gonna live outside okay that way i can have like a very sturdy place that's always there and i can just you know what's have gonna, my tools what's the and surface stuff like gonna that. be like is it gonna be this is wood it's all wood
1: and that's not gonna be a fire hazard
0: no no it's outside i mean
1: right but no. you're gonna be welding and stuff like
0: oh i'm not gonna like weld on the table oh. no, no 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 i've got like I've got like a little portable like metal table that I can weld on and stuff like that. okay, okay. And it's got like these legs and stuff like that. But it's more like, you know, if I need to have something in a vice or if I need to, you know, or have like a a chop saw from like when I'm cutting metal Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Right now I'm having to like haul out every piece of equipment that I'm trying to use because I don't want to leave it outside. Where are you going to put it? Just like right outside my shed in the yard. Whatever. I don't care. Just out there. (laughs) It's going to be heavy as crud. Mm. So I'm never going to want to move it. But, you know, it'll just live there. But I'll like paint it like a dark green or something. So it'll kind of like camouflage in with the woods a little bit, you know, whatever. Nice. But uh, it'll be nice just to have like a work table that's outside. I've never actually had that. But, you know, if I want to like whatever, change the oil on like a push mower or something, you know, like yeah. that kind of stuff. Like I can do that there, you know, like on a table that's out there. So I don't know.
1: Especially because you've got sheds that have like high quality flooring now. I can't be doing anything nasty in there. Well, I
0: mean, I can't. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, my sheds are too nice to do. Get your bougie like, shed yeah, I do a bougie shed. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. But
1: outdoor like, outdoor workbenches always just make me think of scaling fish. Like you know, when I was growing up, that was like yeah, there would be that that outdoor bench that had a sink attached to it. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's there what you I always go. think of.
0: Well, won't we'll be doing that, but you know, it's just like I don't know. It's nice to have, nice to have a more work surface. Well, you've
1: never been fishing, right? I've
0: never been fishing. That's, I remember, in my life. Yep, never been fishing. in That's my right. Life. Yep. But anyway, yeah. But lumber prices have calmed down quite a bit. It was getting like really out of control for a while. Then. Yeah. But now, I mean, I mean, this whole workbench I'm building. It's because it of COVID, like, right? Everybody started doing home oh, improvement it stuff. it was crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, not only did everybody start doing home improvement stuff, but like all the lumber mills like had to shut down and mm. most of them are small mom and pop places. And it was a variety of reasons, you know, but I mean, lumber prices like tripled, quadrupled, you know, especially for construction lumber. It was crazy. The housing market was booming. So it's like all this craziness. But now it's, it's more or less calmed down. So I can build a workbench for like 60 bucks, 70 bucks with like solid lumber. So it's like, that's very doable for like an eight foot bench, you know, it's like a very solid thing. So that's what I'm doing. Anyway. Nice. That's it. That's plenty of what's happening. Um, Let's talk about some company updates, shall we? All right, just a couple of briefed updates here. We have a video that we published on the Diplomat Nexus, which we already talked about in the pencast here, but a a more detailed video where I really go through and I show how to ink it up and do the whole thing. So, um, yeah, just kind of like a straight cut, you know, not very, not cut very much video. Um, So, yeah, more more like the the Brian of old. Yeah,
1: kind of old school. Yeah, just like taking a pen, reviewing it, talking about it,
0: yeah, inked it up, you know, did the whole thing. So, oh, it's a cool pen. So showing that off. Um, We are taking off on the pencast. Next week, as we already mentioned at the the start of the show. But, uh, you know, just be aware of that. Um, so you get a whole week off next week. A whole week off. What are you going to do? Yeah. Um, we're doing some family stuff, like, leading up to Christmas.
1: Oh, you like, don't have any fun time? Is.
0: Um, Fun time?
1: Yeah, like Brian Outdoor
0: Project Yeah, time. getting together with family is my fun <laughs> time.
1: <laughs> oh, what a guy. Yeah. Best son-in-law ever. I'm still
0: in, like cleaning up mode oh, around the house okay. and stuff like that. And all we'll be right. like, you know, getting presents ready. My daughter's birthday is next week as well. I'm sure you will work in some so, balloons
1: time in there at some point. Yeah. Balloons will be happening. <laughs> chess will be
0: happening. <laughs> all the kid centric activities that I'm like, you know what? But you know what? I'm grateful the kids are at an age where I'm like, all right, cool. Like, this is fun. I can get into this yeah. thing that my kids are also into. Yeah. We can watch things together where I'm like, I, I might legitimately watch this, like, on my own. Maybe not as my first choice, but, like, I think we can all get on board with, Same. like, doing this family activity Archer started together. watching
1: a TV show called Teen Titans Go, and at first I'm like, oh, yeah. this is a goofy, silly TV show, but then after a little while I'm like, this is actually really brilliant and I love it. it. Yeah,
0: yeah, I've heard good things about that. Yeah, I've never seen it, though. I think my kids missed that age cut off a little bit there. Um, but anyway, so... Um, we're also working on a video for the hottest pens and the hottest inks of 2022. So we've As done this we the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah like two,
1: years. five. No, dude. We've, we've been done that do long? For a long time. Yeah. Okay. There you go again with COVID.
0: I just, man. You're I'm just
1: skipping that. Don't know yeah. What's, I think, I don't know what's happening. I think this is number five for us. Is
0: it really? I think so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we'll have it again. Um, yeah, you're right. I guess it has no, I don't. So we'll have that coming up um we're going to plan to launch that like the week after Christmas and the week after New Year's. So those will be coming out. Um and then we get some holiday shipping deadlines that are approaching and I have a note for myself to add some details here if there are any to share. So <laughs> didn't pull that. Uh, but if you subscribe
1: to our newsletter, uh we will let you know.
0: Yeah, but you know, basically you just need to order your stuff right away because the deadline's coming up. Um, but uh, we have more specific deadlines. Just be aware that that's a, that's a thing. That was such a not a helpful update, but <laughs> I intended to I intended to say that more. And then today was kind of crazy. Um, and that's all I got. I do I, I do want to say
1: um, just these sweaters uh, were um, the driving or that sweater specifically was the driving force between mm-hmm. our first Santa Jaws. Fountain, fountain pen, pen by yep. Retro Fifty One, followed later by this year's uh, uh, Santa Jaws rollerball. Yeah. Uh, last year, I happened to be walking around a Marshalls and found this, and I was like, yes. "Oh my God, this is
0: Brian's sweater!" You're like, this is the Santa Jaws sweater. So I had
1: to buy it, of course. Yeah. And, I, and I wore because it like, was like
0: not in it was not in stores anymore. Marshalls has like yeah, you bought yours. They from like those buy new... out stuff from other yeah. stores. So this is so it was over like behind behind the cycle. Yeah. yeah.
1: Over a year later, I happened to find it. Yeah. And I wore it to work the next day. I'm like, oh my God, this is gonna be hilarious and Brian's smiling like cuz we were doing a remote smiling, meeting. Like, he was like oh, cuz he thought I was like, kind of confused. I had his sweater. I was he like, thought did something you borrow my sweater. Yeah, he's like, like I, I think you said like did Rachel get that for you? Like I was like no no no, I bought one. This is mine. And you're like oh, okay cuz like, cuz I knew like it
0: wasn't around anymore. I was just thinking was you would you
1: would laugh, but your first thing was like how did he get my sweater?
0: <laughs> that, yeah, like, cuz I didn't thing. know. Then once you explained it, I was like <laughs> I was oh, like oh, that's God. funny.
1: Okay. I did not think for one second you would think that somehow I have plundered your sweater.
0: <laughs> I, uh, I, that's why I was so confused. I didn't know what was happening.
1: But uh yes, that is why he had his first. I later found this. So that's why we are, we are doing this. And yep. I, 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 I sent a message to him. I was like, you want to do double Santa jaws uh, for pencast? And he sent me the, uh, Jim Halpert Jeff, um, of saying, absolutely. Absolutely. I do. I do. <laughs>
0: That's right. Uh, I don't know which of us is Jim and which is Dwight in this situation, but
1: I think we both have.
0: We're both, both. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Cool. All right. That's it for company stuff. We can wrap this sucker up. So we want to thank everybody for watching. Please leave us some feedback. Leave some comments. If you haven't already, let us know how we're doing. Ask us some questions. We'll save them up and answer them. I guess we have one more show in 2022. And then after that, it's 2023, which is insane. I don't know what happened. Um, I still think it's 2019 sometimes, but anyway. (laughs) Skip the COVID year. Skip it all. (laughs) Just block it out. Um, Subscribe, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, all these things. Uh, You can email us at pencast at googlepens.com if you have other email-y things to address. And... I have kind of a long fun fact, Drew. I could save it and I have a short fun fact. Do you want a pen related fun fact that's kind of long?
1: Whatever the short one is.
0: The short one. Let's do the short one. We've gone long (laughs) on this one. I'll save the short one because it's educational. It's not even that fun. Okay. So, my more fun one. Uh, Most parents feel like their babies grow fast, and those with teenagers often feel like they cannot keep enough food for their growing kids. Yet, human children have nothing on blue whales. The offspring of these mammals can grow up to 200 pounds in a single day. This rapid growth rate can last an entire year. Isn't that insane? 200 pounds in a day? 200 pounds a a day. Yeah. For a year. Yeah. Blue whales are huge. BT dubs, if you didn't know that.
1: So you could time lapse that.
0: (laughs) Pretty much. They're massive. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, if you kept a whale still and you just time lapsed <laughs> 24 hours, you'd just see it go, boom.
0: Probably, yeah. I think it, most of it is it gets milk from its mom, too. So that it wrinkles just like my brain. It its mom's. 200 milk. pounds of milk. Yeah. It's a lot of milk. Go on. How much krill do you have to eat to make 200 pounds of milk in a day? Krillmilk. It's insane.com. <laughs> Krillmilk.com. Oh, man. Wow. Anyway, there's your fun fact. Not pen related at all. That's crazy, it's Pretty man. random. Blew my mind.
1: Yeah. So, blew whale yeah. my mind. That's right. Uh, right.
0: Anyway, that's it. Thanks, everybody. Right on. We'll see you one more time the rest of this year.